Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 11, E3, 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 the E3 debrief, with me, George, and as always joined by Tom, Keanu Reeves in Cyberpunk 2077, to my leisure suit Larry, wet dreams don't dry. <laughs> How's it going, Tom? I'm okay, uh, how are you? I'm very good. Before we launch in, a little bit of housekeeping this week, Tom. It's yes. the E3 Mega Show. It is. As we called it, the E3, E3, the E3 debrief. Yeah. More E3s than possibly even I can manage to uh, <laughs> contain in one sentence. Um, so we know we've attracted a, new, uh, a wave of new listeners. We have. So yeah. I thought we'd just take Good a little to moment know. to let them know that the normal running order of the show would be me asking you what you've been playing and it you would, asking yeah. me what I've been playing. Yep. Quite a succinct little short segment. Mm-hmm. We then go into the news, where we scour the darkest regions of the internet to find you the latest listener, you the latest news. Yeah. Then we go into our immortal feature, the fruit that one can always return to retrospectively, yeah. either a retrospective on a console, a developer, an interesting time in gaming, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Then that links into... A rather new arrival in the show, but one we love, Listener Stingray, where we get to see our fans' many bizarre and wide-ranging pickups, from TVs to the latest PS4 or Switch release, Tom. We want to see them all. Yeah, they're, uh, we get a lot of good feedback on that. Hashtag Stingray's Boot on Instagram mm-hmm. or Twitter, whichever you feel is your medium of choice. And then from there, we dive into the real new releases, a.k.a. Stingray's Boot, yeah, the man drives up the drive. He <laughs> pops his boot. We rifle through his selection of old VHSs and pick out the new release highlights for you, listeners. Always well hidden in there. Always. We do the work, so you don't have to. You one-stop yeah. gaming shop. Oh yes, Tom. So, before we segue into the news-free episode, I'm sure some fans are like, "Thank God for that!" <laughs> right? Um, before we go into that, I have to rustle around here. I find the golden key. I put it in the lock. I turn. Tom, the question that unlocks the rest of the show, what have you been playing? Uh, obviously, not much this week because of just watching lots of streams of E3 uh, press conferences and stuff. And, and Mumsy's been rubbing and... your nose print off the screen in yeah. the uh, breakout room. Telling I might you have to, to wear back. glasses now because I've been glued square to that Square eyes, Tom. Square, you'll have square you've eyes. You've done it to yourself. You'll have square eyes. You've smeared Haribo and Opal fruits all <laughs> over the front of the screen. Um, yeah. So, in amongst the gaming videos that you've been watching on the mm-hmm. uh, interweb, on the on the green screen of justice, Tom, what else, what have you been rustling into? What's been taking your joypad time? Um, delve back into Red Dead Online. Um, Tick. Yeah. Probably, what's that, three and a half minutes into the show, Red I, Dead I Bingo. Going for sec- Anyone was... playing uh, Unofficial Controller Podcast? Playing I, I for was the going Red... for seconds, really. Oh, well, um, I think anyone playing... We'll move on from Red Dead Online. Um, obviously, carrying on with my new game, plus on God of War. I was just about to say, down. if we made a drinking game <laughs> out of Tom mentioning Overwatch, Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War... Uh, you're already wasted with three minutes. And if you go back to the earlier episodes, probably Psycho, Sekiro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Still, after all this time, hasn't learned to pronounce that. <laughs> Should have probably watched some videos on YouTube about pronunciation um, of Sekiro. So I played a bit more Hellblade, um, now, Senua's Sacrifice. This is the game 
after we left last week where I was looking forward to finding out what you found. Yeah. A little bit more out about this game. Um, not done that much more, really. Uh, just cracking on with uh, the next part that I've moved into. Um, and this is on the Switch for the new listeners. No, I got it on PS4, oh. actually, because uh, I got it in the sale. Treacherous. Uh, again, I mentioned last week, I think it was twelve ninety nine. Do you know, Tom, it's good, really good brave. For, um, I think it was really brave of that developer to put that game out there on the Switch. And I think yeah. they probably look I to think the, it looks good as well. You know, you often mention how you want new, more mature IPs from Nintendo, and they're probably like, well, I think that has to come from third party most of the time. I know, and, and then the third party <laughs> deliver it, and you don't buy it. You're not going to say, Tom. Yes. You're part of the problem. <laughs> the famous quote. <laughs> so, um, Tom, apart from being the thorn in, uh, I believe, Ninja Theory's side, yeah. Uh, although you did buy it, but probably on the wrong platform to indicate to Nintendo that you want a mature title on the platform. Got to think of the pennies. Got to think of the pennies. <sighs> Celebrity like you, Tom. I thought, yeah. you'd be, I thought you'd be every morning showering in uh, download codes like confetti. Well... A man of my, uh, how should we put it, resources and finances. Yes. I did sort of make up a little, little white lie. I told George I was going to E3. What the? I did not expect this revelation. Yeah, with with Dexter Fletcher, my hero. Yeah. The man I have so tattooed the, on the, my inner thigh. The uh, the uh, voicemail I left you was actually recorded. Three floors down in the basement. I know you, I can so see. I can see so the tears in your eyes. No, I didn't, mate. That was the bit that crushed me most. Yeah, I was just thinking of all these obscure celebrities and and uh, games master hosts of past, and I thought, yeah, he's believable. He would visit Barkston Aerodrome and go on a flight with me to E3. Well, Tom. Through but you. we're digressing. Vicariously, I was living through you in E3. Yeah, I was reading the text messages and it all felt really Yeah, real. I mean, really. I've managed to get a, treat myself to a, due to the Andrew's Golden Cod um, sort of promotional work extra on the side I did. Yeah. Uh, got myself 4K TV downstairs. So oh. I hooked that up um, and was watching all the, the streams and... But anyway, we're digressing. We should move on. So what? you made a fake E3 event downstairs? Pretty much, yeah. Drowned that, yourself the, in chocolate, gorged yourself. That's the long the and short of it, yeah. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on, though, we should ask what you've been playing. Ah, Tom, I'm glad you did, because I have been burrowing around, and I got myself back on the PS4 for a little while, and had a go on my save on Days Gone. Now, I have to admit, this little episodic way that I'm playing this game at the moment, I'm actually quite enjoying uh, I went there on, on it the other day, and me and... Is it Rebecca? Yeah? I believe so. The lady from uh, Iron Mike's camp. We went yeah. on a mission to check on the dam. Uh, and it played yeah. out almost like an episode of The Walking Dead. Like Not too much happened, but you learn a little bit more about the characters. There was always this constant dread of there being something in the water or around there that was going to be a menace. Well, it's, it's funny you should mention that particular mission because I've got a friend who's roughly at the same point. Oh, wow. Um, but he has a different opinion on it. If He sort of said it felt very, like, predictable what was going to happen. Like, oh, of course, all of a sudden the zombies are going to come from, or the freakers are going to come from... Yeah, but the freakers uh, no, didn't come, did they? They do, uh, as you go further down into the, the dam. 
Yeah, so but it was literally like a couple of like throwaway segments, gameplay segments. Yeah, actually again, again um, I, don't, I don't think he's particularly enjoying the game, so that probably wasn't going to sway him. Uh, but I, I've done that mission and, and thought it did probably shed a bit more light on what was going on and yeah, made you feel like you the... were um, hopefully going to restore power to the camp and, and get things moving there. Yeah, and I, I felt like it added some another layer of uh, development to that. Uh, Ricky yeah. character, which I I enjoy hanging out with her. I've enjoyed the missions I've yeah. done with her, so I want more of that. That's it, Ricky, not Rebecca. Um, and probably there we should stitch it up. I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a four year old game. I'm talking about six year old game. <laughs> we 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 get distracted. We do. Everyone turned up here today with their little tickets in hand, virtual tickets in hand to queue. At the virtual E3 that we're going to spread amongst them. We said that we were your one-stop gaming shop, and we're going to certainly do well to try and prove that we're, if anything, slightly above average gaming show. (laughs) Tom. Yeah. E3, 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 the E3 debrief. This week's feature is a discussion, not only about the news from E3, but as always, we reached out to the listeners, and they reached back. So interwoven into our discussion... We bring in prominent thoughts or questions by you guys. Now, Tom, up first on the unofficial controller E3 stage, Microsoft. Oh, yeah. Now, the box it, is back. If they've listened to the preview show, we said this had to be pretty big, didn't a we? belter. Yeah. Before we dive in, let's give the listeners a pre-taste. Was it a belter? It was good, but not great for me. I think Listen, there's one a lot thing of stuff. you're going to learn very quickly. If you're listening into this show for Tom <laughs> to get off the fence and join one side or the other, you're not going to do it. <laughs> okay? So whatever answer I ask, whatever question I ask him about each of these different segments, he's going to give you a relatively grey answer yeah. that sways one way, no way or the other. Unless it's Nintendo, in which case the barometer's gone full right. <laughs> it's probably smashed out the side of the screen. <laughs> And there's mercury pouring all over the floor. Tom, <laughs> Microsoft, I'll start up okay. on the big stage. So, where do we begin? Xbox Scarlet's confirmed as a thing, Tom. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. The next, but next, let's put some teeth in our mouth as usual. I've started <laughs> off with minimal dental grip. I'm applying the next level. Hopefully these dentures should last me the full show. The next Xbox is coming sooner than you may have expected, but as soon as we had hoped for. Microsoft officially showcased the outline for its new baby, Project Scarlet, the long-rumoured successor to the Xbox One. The device will support 8K gaming, frame rates of 120 FPS, and ray tracing. And Tom, the big news, it's launching quarter four, 2020. Yeah, so a little bit more clarification that is coming like fall 2020. I yeah. think with PlayStation, we just got a, a vague 2020. Um, Anytime after their financial year end. So that could be from March onwards, I believe. Yes. Um, I think they may even go head to head, sort of November time. At the moment. Um, at look, the moment, if, at it it. Was, if it was, if they went for that now. I think that PlayStation might win it. But Microsoft, I think, have got a plan to try and curry back favour. Seems to be working. Mm, definitely. Tom, I mean, before we before we wade in there with any more Microsoft stuff, we've, we've yeah. talked off air, obviously, me and you've been very excited. It's it's the WrestleMania, the Super Bowl of video games. And we've all 
prayed at the altar. I thought you were there, literally making a personal <laughs> sacrifice to the shrine of video games. But no, you were too Getting Phil down. Spencer's autograph. And gorged everything. on uh, eclairs, yeah. chocolate and cream. <laughs> um, we yeah. know now, Tom, we know now where I was going with this before I got sidelined. I'm still yes. very bitter about you pulling the hoodwinks down on me. You are. Um, we've heard all this news about the Xbox Scarlet. And I don't know if it's just me, but I'm sure our listeners would agree. Something very similar about the Xbox Scarlet specs. <laughs> Almost to sounds PS5. to me like they uh, copied PlayStation's homework. Yeah. AMD chip, it's the same. 8K support, same. Ray tracing support, same. The chipset. 120 FPS. Same. I think they're going to be very equal machines, aren't they? Which hopefully for third party is going to make it nice and easy to port over. Are the they going to rock and... up next year and one of them's going to be wearing Adidas and one of them's going to be wearing Adidas? <laughs> Is it Probably. the same shoe but just a different name now? Is this where we're going? I think same same in a different box, isn't it, really? Wow. If we... I mean, I think Mr. Cerny alluded to some special sauce. <laughs> Quite what that means. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that's um... probably... That's the cherry on the cake, surely. If Mark Cerny cooks up some special sauce... You think Mr. Spencer's got some special sauce lined up on his? I think draw? I think they're going to be more reliant on the games this time. Of like, obviously we've had this uh, like mid-gen console upgrades with Xbox One X and PS4 Pro. Yeah, we have, yeah. But we know the X is powerfuler than the PS4 Pro. We do. Um, I just, as a gamer myself, it doesn't. It's. I was saying to you earlier, it doesn't. It's not a big enough difference for me. Um, graphically without getting my sort of tech spec glasses on to notice a difference um so i really think these two will come down to the actual games they're knocking out um okay. which we're going to get to yes um, well um now microsoft deployed that crack team of theirs uh, behind the xbox scarlet and the xbox one x they've had their sort of pro technical team secretly working away in a skunk work style um, they've also given the Elite Controller a revamp, Tom, citing over 30 new ways to play like a pro, including adjustable tension thumbsticks, new interchangeable components, up to 40 hours of battery, uh, rechargeable battery life, and limitless customization with the Xbox Accessories app on Xbox One and Windows 10 PC. Are they over-engineering the wheel there, Tom, or is that something that's much needed by the fellow well, gamers out there? Now, this is an interesting thing for me because I owned an Elite controller. Okay, uh, right. When I, when I had the Xbox. Front and uh, centre. What was yeah. more expensive, the controller or the console? <laughs> um, Consumer advice for our listeners, Tom. You don't ever shy away from it. The the controller was, I think, £99. Um, it's quite expensive for a controller. A very expensive I understand for a tech in there, and I appreciate what they're doing. Is it um, worth it? <sighs> I'm gonna, I'm not going to sit on the fence on this one. Great controller, interchangeable buttons, paddles on the back. I, I, it made first-person online shooters a lot more accessible, and you did feel like you did have a little bit of an edge, um, like mapping reload buttons to various things so you can shoot and reload and okay, aim, and, okay. um, which is a great feature. But the build quality, not good. I was not impressed. Do you think I had several friends be- who had the same problem. Um, one of the bumpers just completely collapsed, so when you go like to push it in, it would wow. stick. And I'd heard many same problems with it. The Problems rubber, the rubber grip of the controller yeah. peeling away. 
Problems that don't show themselves on the vanilla controller. So when you upgrade from extra um, 50 pounds... The, I w- will say about the uh, bumper problem, it is a known problem with their controller design. Oh, okay. And they d- you, you would think with an Elite controller, that's something they go, oh, hang on. Let's build that out yeah. to Noble Core. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, good point. I mean, it's you'd think they would change that really for a, a £100 controller. Are we thinking that they I, might, might have done that now? See, see, with this, I was watching the conference and, yeah. and thinking, oh... Are they going to touch on some of the problems they had with the other one? But it was more about, oh, look what's new, rather than, like, have you actually fixed the problems it Come had? Come on, Tom. This is the sales world. Don't it look is. at yeah, that yeah. broken yeah. thing over <laughs> there. Look at this thing with neons yeah. and bright new plastic on it. If if it comes out and there's some good feedback about it, and I had an Xbox and they were saying to fix those problems, I'd definitely be interested in getting one. It is expensive, but you do feel... I remember getting it and opening it and think this feels like quality. It, it felt... Real high end. It felt like it was worth the money, but did you obviously I like had my pants pulled down. Did you down. feel like you were the the James Bond? Yeah, Q, Q branch yeah. had sent down a box. You flicked it open. Absolutely. Sat there in this pristine. Looked at all the buttons and thought, "Wow, I can wow, change those." Yeah. And, but yeah. It was nothing like you expected it to be. It was. Right I don't want to slate it too much because it. As he crawls back on, back on fence. the fence, yeah. he's um, pulling those splinters out and putting them back <laughs> in the fence. He doesn't want to take any of it with him. Good controller, just improve that build quality. Okay, hopefully they're looking to do that with a new Elite I think controller. we can I just say as well, I think we forget how much we're actually using them when we're playing and how much, like, they are getting used for three or four hours at a time, maybe longer for people who play a lot of online games, mm. and it's they're getting a lot hammer. Mumsy mentioned to me, last time you lost at Roblox, you did throw the controller <laughs> down in a strop, and uh, she Marched told me off. that she's not going to buy you another one if it breaks. Really? So you need to control that temper down. Just more, bring it down. More supermarket openings maybe needed them. To I think less, Tom. Less, okay. Quite frankly, I said last week, you're railroading this show into your own celebrity vehicle. It needs to stop. Okay. Okay. I hear you. We live in a bunker. We don't want much. We just want to reach as many people as we can through the medium of the podcast. And if this is an unofficial controller drinking game, I said medium. <laughs> Down in one. <laughs> uh, so moving on. Um, Some new, a new acquisition, Tom. Yeah. The industry shining iconic indie studios, Tim Schafer's Double Fine, the team behind games like Psychonauts, has been snapped up by the seemingly... Unicron. Uni- Unicron, like all-consuming Microsoft Game Studios. And with that, we're officially no longer independent, though forever Indian spirit cheered Double Fine's Greg Rice. He, he came on. He was a, a pleasure to see, wasn't he? Yeah. Did you hear him saying now we would take on uh, Excel spreadsheets and Forza <laughs> and all that, no problems, <laughs> if you need us to have a look at it. That was an, an interesting little segment by the guy, wasn't it? Yeah. A little bit of a sneak at the new Psychonauts game. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting good. stuff. That's good. Um, another one that... Um, one of my friends found really interesting was Microsoft oh, Flight Simulator. Tom, I oh my goodness! I, the only thing I, I, I would to, say that's up your street. As yeah, well. the only thing I need to double down on, and the green screen's not be able to give me an answer though. I think it gave me an answer, but I didn't want to believe that was the answer. It's not coming to Xbox console; it's just coming to PC. Hmm. Um, it was labelled Xbox, but I don't want to poo-poo on it. Tom, tell us about that game. Um, from light planes to wide-body jets, fly highly detailed and stunning aircraft in an incredibly realistic world. Create your flight plan and fly anywhere on the planet. Enjoy flying day or night and face realistic, challenging weather conditions. 
So one for the Flight Sim fans out there. I'm yeah. sure they'll be excited to get the latest um, incarnation of that. Yeah. Um, then we cut to Gears 5. It's cutting its way to release uh, on September 10th. Um, that looked quite interesting. They showed a new um, like escape mode where uh, you and three friends online look like you sort of have to plan a bit of an escape for uh, for the, the, the cog soldiers. I don't know whether it's going to roll reverse and you can play it as the, uh, the, uh, the bad guys as well. Um, well but yeah, it, it graphically looks really impressive. Should we uh, uh, make this uh, a prominent time to bring in Tom this week? The amount of feedback that we've had. I know we. I'm actually we are snowed under. If with they this could paperwork. see, if if we had a video for this podcast, they'd see me now fighting under a couple of bales of A4. <laughs> I'm just trying to find the the prominent interjection from a new listener. We've had quite a lot of new people reach out. Has been absolutely overwhelmed, pleasantly overwhelmed by the amount of information coming in. So new listener, Boba Laboba. I've probably said that wrong. Infamous from mispronunciations of people's tags on... He'll what? get it right, as he learnt with Sensei Rias, with the uh, dragon punch he received. Boba Loba. I'm going to go with that. I'm going all in. Boba Loba. Oh, man. Where to start? I'm an Xbox fan primarily, so their show was a lot of fun. Can't wait for Gears 5, and the potential of xCloud is exciting. Respawn Star Wars game looks great, even in alpha stage. Keanu Reeves, he shouts. <laughs> Uh, Bacida's show was good as always got me itching to play Doom and Fallout again that's all I can think of I'm still absorbing some of the announcements so Boba Loba over on Instagram he was catching some of the coverage on Mixer uh, as he was typing that message out so yeah good to hear from you very much so mm-hmm. uh, and I think this might also be a, a pretty good moment to wheel in the immortal Finster Gamer. Uh, What's he got to say? He, well, he's our resident Xbox fan, uh, although he is. And in fact, Boba Loba meet Finster Gamer. Finster Gamer meet Boba Loba. <laughs> they both got Xbox. Tom makes sense that they exchange gamer tags and become part of the unofficial controller. Do online you reckon Xbox. his name might be Bob Aloba? Well, it's a PG podcast, Tom. I don't think that that would ever be appropriate. <laughs> it's Boba Loba. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll Finster go Gamer. Uh, feel in general, I haven't learned anything new from this E3. I wasn't made aware of last. I wasn't made aware of last E3. Hopefully, there'll be more on the Avengers game at Square at the Square Enix show. But otherwise, a bit of a limp sausage all round. Uh, and he says the fact that Sony wasn't there it shows that the state of the, the it was more beneficial to Sony for them not to be there than actually being there. It was one of those moments where not showing something actually ended up becoming a win. Tom, in this ever-exchanging words of Xbox and uh, PlayStation, so uh, Microsoft weaponized the uh, the Fortnite crossplay message, and it seems that Sony weaponized E3 by not being there. There's a little bit of... We'll get into this as we go, but there's been a little bit of a feeling of deflation really, amongst the gaming community that we can find. Lots of nice uh, announcements, Tom, but as we'll get further into with the listener letters, a big amount of CGI that we've seen so far. Yeah, there was a lot of um, like cinematic trailers, wasn't there? Not much actual, here's the gameplay, here's someone playing the game. Exactly. Um, and that's, which that's I think's, not really much far away from all we want as gamers, is it? No. Um, 
it did feel as well like it's the 2020 show as well. There's so much like, oh, that's coming out in 2020. And like you look at this fall, like winter lineup. Yeah. We haven't got that much. No. November looks a bit crowded as usual, but yeah, for um, sure. there's no. There's no Red Dead Redemption, is there? Or sort of, uh, you you've got your yearly sort of Call of Duty update, which will probably sell really well, and FIFA and so forth. But I don't know. It just feels like it's lacking a massive winter release on any on any platform. Mm. Um, what else you got there in the Microsoft barrel? Because let's I've talk. Got, um, a comment Tom, from take a sip of your gamer energy drink. Have a little bite of your Russell's burger. This is E3. Let's pep it up. What else is in the basket? Uh, we've got a comment from uh, Play Statement oh. over on Insta. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen as much as I'd want to see yet, but I'm quite excited for Project Scarlet on the subject of uh, Microsoft. Yeah. Um, and seeing what they can do with that. He says he's not much of an Xbox fanboy anymore, but it it sounds amazing. Um, and stated, can't wait for Doom Eternal and Watch Dogs 3 so far. And Halo Infinite and the new Gears of War... Um, and uh, the that game by um, Dark Souls developer from Software and George R R Martin's yeah. um, sort of writing it is it Elden Ring? Well, um, you talk of that, Tom. But uh, George R R Martin hasn't found time, found time to finish the Game of Thrones books. He hasn't. He's found time to craft Elden Ring alongside Dark Souls creator from Software. Um, admittedly, the trailer. trailer yeah, again, only. another CGI trailer. Um, Looks intriguing. It nice, does. Nice yeah, to bring it, out. it did have like a Lord of the Rings kind of feel to it. Um, obviously, it's probably going to have that uh, Dark Souls uh, from software difficulty level. I know the um, classic situation again. We really have no idea, do we? There's, so, there's been so many questions, and, and, and there are very few answers. Wrong. Over correct me if I'm wrong. Going into E3, we knew he was working on a game with From Software. Yeah. And now they've just officially said he's working on a game with From Software. It's going to be out at some point in time. We're working on something with someone coming out on a console near you. Yeah. Simple. We could all be games developers, Tom. <laughs> Anything else? What else? If you only. Um, so we've got uh, the Devil May Cry developer. Yes. Um, and, and Hellblade developer. That's the, that's the Devil May Cry remake, by the way. We need to clarify that because yes, obviously because of the new release yeah, five, you know, um, fans getting confused with the one yeah. that launched. They've was it decided sixty in PS3. Sorry, that remake was on three sixty in PS3. From um, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've decided to make a new multiplayer IP called Bleeding Edge. Ooh. Now I think this leaked before E3, and it got a little bit of hate because. Ninja Theory being acquired by Microsoft and yeah. people expecting maybe Hellblade 2 or mm-hmm. or something really single-player, um, story-driven. It seems to be a melee-focused four-versus-four multiplayer game. I'm, uh, it's coming June 27th. Now, obviously... I think that's like a beta of it as well, Unofficial controller drinking game, Tom. I'm going to have to... Uh, well, if I say it, they don't have to down their drink, so I'm going to mention it. It seems a little bit like Overwatch. Another hero, shooter, fighter. This one's got an interesting take. It's using melee combat. Yeah. I quite like those developers, but I feel like they've kind of been hoodwinked with this one, or they've hoodwinked They might have just been asked to put something out quick. Do you think this... Well, that's a very good point, Tom. Do you think they've been brought into the Microsoft world, been thrown, as we call it, a palate cleanser? Yeah. 
Well, they did say they did say in the conference they did say in the conference they've been working on the idea of this for a long time, which is kind of nice in a way that Microsoft hadn't come in and gone right. We're the bigger boys. You listen to us. Scrap that. (laughs) Scrap that idea, and and do away with it. It's nice they've gone. Okay, we'll finish it off. Let's see what we can do with it, and that's good. It, It shows they're not squashing. Yeah, ideas. Um, so that's Which something is what good we to didn't come out want, of that. is it? Because obviously, what with the next installment before, of Gears we? and Halo, About... we, we want a new IP. Yeah. yeah, I just didn't think that I wanted this IP. <clears throat> no, but again, I, w- I was watching the stream, and you just what listen to some of these chats. It's just I don't know where people are trolling or people are just horrible, but probably both. People are just negative about everything. Here's, here's, here's a new IP. Oh, we didn't want a new IP. I want a sequel. Here's a sequel. Oh, I wanted a new IP. It's like, come on. Okay. Well, Tom, keeping it positive. Hate, haters going to hate, aren't Jesus they? Jesus stepped onto the Microsoft stage, a.k.a. Keanu Here Reeves. he is, John Wick himself. He is. Uh, as a side note, have you heard about the Keanu Reeves Fortnite controversy? Uh, he's he's a character in it. Well, John Wick is like a, Do you know, a crossover, isn't it? You're going to love this. Seemingly, as far as I can work out on the green screen today, a news, uh, well, yesterday, dinner time-ish, a story broke. Bear with his fans and listeners. Young Devinzilla, Fortnite news coming up. Fortnite, all the kids would come up to Keanu Reeves and ask him if he was the Fortnite guy. Right. And he didn't even really know what Fortnite was. He is so cool, then, isn't he? He's very cool. He's sub-zero. He is. And then he... Uh, then got in a conversation with Epic and they brought out the new skin. Yeah. Allowing him to be actually in it. That's mm-hmm. all this controversy started because he wanted to be in the game. Oh, okay. He's such a cool cat. You know, like I say, he came out on that stage, Tom, and the atmosphere changed, didn't it? Yeah. You know when a AAA celebrity comes on the stage, people shout things. <laughs> You were telling me about this earlier. Mr. So Breathtaking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he shouted it. Apparently, he got offered a copy of Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Dig a little bit deeper on the green screen, Tom. He turned it down. His counter offer, a go-kart for a children's charity. Mr. Breathtaking. He the real MVP. He was touched by God, wasn't he? Keanu he was, obviously he was, changed yeah. him, didn't he? <laughs> his his sheer presence just rubbed off on Sullivan him. Sullivan like... wants to help homeless children. Yeah. You or me would have pulled our eyelids off to get a copy of Cyberpunk yeah. 2077. Imagine if it was an early copy as well, and they're like, yeah, there you go. Just have it now. Yeah. Take it. No, you'd I want like, a go-kart. What are you doing? You'd be like... Mr. Breathtaking. Knocking Keanu to the ground as you scrambled <laughs> over him to get to that copy. His blooded mass <laughs> on the floor. Um, so, yeah, Keanu came out on stage um, to announce his inclusion in Cyberpunk 2077 um, and kind of introed the trailer for that game. They showed some awesome-looking gameplay um, and sort of, like, game trailer movie. Yeah, was, I felt like that was and in-game engine. I th- we'll get, I'll just chuck the release date out there, April 16th, 2020. <laughs> uh, so under it, under yeah. I think for for me and you, this is probably the the big one, isn't it? Yeah. The game we're most hyped for because always kind of wanted that Blade Runner esque futuristic setting in a game that's fully fleshed out. Um, I'm not going to say too much about it. I've not even watched that much about it either. I really want to go in quite dark on that game and not know too much about it because it looks so much that you could spoil. 
just by watching a little bit. Uh, I saw there was a bike on there as well as the car. Did you yeah, see that? I saw that. That was in. The, I think that was in the second one. Here's me it? saying I don't. I'm going to want to go in dark, and I'm like, yeah. Did you see the bike? Well, one thing, I've watched that again several times with my critical eye on. Yep. When we first saw that gameplay, I have to admit, I, I was thinking, oh, there's no way that's coming out. It's not possible. It's not going to happen on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. I just can't see it happening. But this time, when the trailer rolled and it's him getting in the car, you know, the start of the first trailer, there were yep. bits of it where I was thinking, all right, I can see that's graphics. I can see that that's actually built with the in-game engine. I can yeah. see that that's slightly pixelated there. I can see, and it was all of a sudden, it was like, this game is possible. This game is coming. This game is did, as big as we think. Did it's you think be. the release date was uh, a lot sooner than you thought it was going to be? A little bit later than I hoped. No, I, I, th- I kind of thought it was maybe going to be a launch title for the... I kind of thought it'd be well, cross-gen. I didn't I? I thought it'd then... be cross-gen and then... Um, I thought, obviously, well, with that, I thought it would come later in, that, this, in 2020. With it being in the Microsoft uh, announcement, I actually wondered if that would coincide with an announcement of the new Xbox Scarlet yeah. coming out yeah. at the same time to allow cross-platforming. Well, but speak... Sorry, Carol. We wonder now. That actually coincides with the launch, possible just launch of that. the new PlayStation. Yeah. You heard it here first, fans. Mm. It may be an unsubstantiated rumour. Maybe a, a swift strike from the Sony company. <laughs> Quick, get it out early. Uppercut to the throat. Yeah. Slap rear, rear, a rear punch. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, well, that leads me on to the fact that if Cyberpunk wasn't going to be a, a launch title for yeah. for the Xbox, the new Xbox, uh-huh. Halo Infinite definitely is. Oh. Well, so, before we switch off uh, Cyberpunk, Tom... Yeah. Uh, listen to the show Lurker in Stingray's boot has now leapt fully into the feature so wel- welcome on board by my pixel 2019 E3 the no gameplay year he titles it <laughs> was a poor show by pretty much everyone the only real standout again was Keanu Reeves coming out of the smoke during the Cyberpunk 2077 Xbox release I now have a very excited Tinfoil Spider who's come forward as Bite my pixel's better half and she's checking down the back of the sofa looking for cash to put towards it, Tom. So there's there's a very excited uh, couple of listeners, a listener couple, a couple of listeners mm. joining us in harmony Yeah. on the thanks podcast. For the, uh, thanks for the feedback. Thank you for the listen. Thank you yeah. for the lend of your ears for as long as this show drags on to be. <laughs> if you want to bail out now, look between your legs, passengers. There's a red cord. Pull it. You'll eject clean out of your car, straight off the end of your uh, lawnmower or thrown from your bed, if that's where you're choosing to listen. Um, Well, we also have um, Ozcat TV, Tom. He's got a little bit of uh, a conversation that he wants to mention about Cyberpunk. Would you like to hear that? Yeah. Several big reveals, like Cyberpunk 27 with Keanu Reeves and Banjo-Kazooie showing up in Smash. I do think think Square Enix didn't do that well since 85% of their new stuff was just different fantasy titles, which is a shame. Honestly, I think Limited Run Games did better. Their makeshift showing was so retro that it worked like a Tim and Eric skit. Now we need to go back and check that out. And um, I've also got... Um, what you got there, Tom? 
Road to Athena Me uh, on Insta. New listener over New on listener, Insta. Yeah. yeah, very um, integral part of the community there. Not the best E3 I've seen over the years. Microsoft could have done better. Mm. Um, we've talked about as this. As we've been discussing just and now. And we will finalise um, on that. Doom Eternal getting a release date for this year was a surprise and I can't wait to play it. Cool. Okay. Um, well, thank you, Road to Athena Me. Yeah. It's good to interact with you out there in the world of the community and uh, welcome aboard. Tom. One thing we did get to have a look at was a little bit of a look in Outer Worlds from Obsidian. Yeah, you and I are big fans of Obsidian, and this one's shaping up like an absolute belter. Showplay, showcasing gameplay elements and a really solid looking world. The game it, it, is launching October 25th, Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Yeah, it definitely looked like it had benefited from a bit more time uh, from the last time we'd seen it. Yes. Uh, it looked, definitely looked more solid and um, graphically. I just thought it looked way more improved. I don't know, it was just me. Everything um, felt more solid this time yeah. around. It might just be me, but we saw more length of shot in yeah. the gameplay. We saw more sort of depth of field as in the draw yeah. distance. We could see things. Um, I'm intrigued to see how the interplanetary stuff works out. Yeah. Because that, that's either going to be a loading screen off the planet and a loading mm. screen into another Hopefully one. Hopefully not. Or you're flying in between planets within a system which is acceptable but obviously it's not going to be as expansive as no man's sky obviously which would be a little bit of a stretch i think yeah definitely what else you got in the microsoft <coughs> goodie bag tom um so one for maybe for the, some of the younger listeners because i know minecraft's a, a big deal um we've mentioned fortnite we might as well go for the trifecta tom what microsoft uh, last year microsoft announced a surprise spin-off for Minecraft Ooh. with the dungeon-crawling action RPG Minecraft Dungeons. Um, I actually liked the look of this when I saw it. I thought it was really yeah. cool. Uh, it's coming on Switch as well and probably play. Don't let the bigger boys see, but mummy won't <laughs> let you have the Diablo so you can go have your uh, Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons. <laughs> uh, not only did we get a new trailer showing off the gameplay and the isometric stylings, we also learned it'll be launching in spring 2020. Spring 2020 is looking... Chocker. I mean, we're going to get to some other stuff from other developers, but <laughs> like, what is going on there? To be honest, there's you more might in- be right with that PlayStation launch, you know. Well, November and you heard it here first. Spring both look like an entry to both look, read like Royal Rumble, Tom. So many entrants, I can't imagine they're all going to survive that. There, I think we're going to see delays and pushes, mm. and maybe the very rare pull forward for some yeah. titles. And surprising with this, uh, the we've had E3. I think that the, the companies, some of these companies, we know for sure, have still got stuff hidden away. Yeah. They're not sharing. I do, yeah, I feel like with Microsoft not seeing really a new IP, um, I think that's what a lot of people were expecting. Me some, too. So I know it's only been a year since they've acquired well, we got that, a lot of these We got studios. that little look at that, was it 12? That thriller? Yeah. I mean, that intrigued me, but we, it was all very oblique. We didn't learn mm. much, did we? I mean, no. it's a shame. Again, I, I think it was a good good conference for them, but not... Um, well, they're not done yet, not Tom. A couple well, more yeah. surprises left in the fun cannon. And I'm very excited about this one. I thought you would be. Pull up a chair. The loyal <laughs> listeners already know what I'm going to say. But Sega's Fantasy Star Online 2 is coming to Xbox One sometime next year as a free-to-play experience. 
Very light on details, as the listeners have pointed out, this Tom, but uh, it's coming. Much like the apocalypse. At some point in time, it's going to arrive. Hopefully, unlike the apocalypse, Fantasy Star Online offers us a few minutes of enjoyment, at least. Tom looks fired up and ready for this next bit of news. He's a little bit nervous, guys. A new Blair Witch game was announced. They had Tom running behind Mumsy in the sofa, clutching his Jar Jar plush and his <laughs> tippy cup. Now, not too much apart from some really frantic in-game scenes there, I, I thought it was a Resident Evil to start I with. honestly um, did. The way the screen yeah. was, the way uh, it was... I thought it was going to be a Resident Evil 7 DLC or spin-off, or maybe even a new version. But no, it was the Blair Witch game. Those flash cuts, those scenes, Tom... Look pretty terrifying. Again, we don't know the gameplay loop, and especially since it's coming August 30th. We'd better find out some more about that pretty soon. But that's yes. a, a pretty hot-looking IP coming in for uh, Microsoft, don't you think? Yeah, it's a, bit, it's a big name, isn't it? Yeah. Like within the that sort of horror Tom's just genre. so fat-gorged this week. Yeah. He just doesn't know where to look next. He's like um, a- one thing I want to mention from the Microsoft thing is uh, Ori and uh, the Will of the Wisps. That was um, a cool-looking game. Yeah, so I played the first one, Ori in the Blind Forest. Uh, really cool, like, I suppose, Metroidvania platform-esque game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really enjoyed the first one. Obviously, I'm not going to get to play this next one, but I did hear a rumour it might come to Switch through their new sort of bizarre relationship Microsoft and Nintendo have got going on. Yeah. Uh, we don't know where that might lead next, but no. um, it'd be cool if I did get to play it. But yeah, uh looked very impressive uh, with some real nice sort of 2D but 3D um, I, I mean, graphics that, going on. That Ori game, it gave me visions of a combination between Trine yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, I don't know, another game very similar to that, like Puppeteer or Trine or some, something where you kind of dragged on from left to right and it's a bit of a physics-based puzzle platformer. Yeah, um, I'd probably compare it a little bit to Hollow Knight as well. Okay. Um, another great indie title. But um, yeah, I just sort of chucked that in there. Well, Tom, um, we need to, uh, not that long ago, and you want to, if the fans want to go back in time and have oh, a look yeah. at our Xbox exclusives episode that we did. We did the, miss one, didn't we? We did. Missing from our Xbox exclusive episode, but not from E3, Tom. Microsoft didn't forget it. Classic beat-em-up Battletoads. Still no dates for the titular 2D brawler, but it's looking pretty cool. Yeah, um, very different art style. Um, but yeah, it looked interesting. Now, Tom's stealing himself away. He's been kerfuffling around in the background. He's pulled on his Mario onesie. It's time to spin 180, Tom. Take a little detour down Japanese Road. <laughs> Nintendo. Deep breath. Deep breath. They weren't meant to be there, but for someone who wasn't really showing anything there, Tom, I think they embarrassed everybody in the showers this E3. They definitely did. I mean... It was theirs for the taking, wasn't it? After everyone had shown their cards and they were like, oh, this is going to be easy. 
This is going to be um, easy. Saying, so, saying that, Tom, do you think they had a different show lined up? Do you think we'd have had an even better, maybe like switch <laughs> for that? I'll save that, save that. Out. We can wheel that out in another direct it, it, in a month's time. It's been a time. pretty low-key E3. Just yeah. mention that game getting a sequel. Yeah, and Metroid we'll, Prime 4. Yeah, just, just we'll, keep that away. Just we'll yeah. spin out of here. We don't yeah. need to know. Yeah, We don't need to know. Joking aside, Tom, seeing as you're the resident Miyamoto, hit us up with this first bit of information. Yeah, so... Um, the the first sort of main game they showed was uh, Luigi's Mansion Three. Uh, that's looking really good, shaping, shaping up, up well. Yeah, um, actually showing proper gameplay as well. Like, Thank you, Nintendo. Yeah, um, we we were sort of treated to a bit of a show of what the story involves. Well, like much Mario S <laughs> games, there's not much uh, to go on there, but it's not what it's about, is it? Absolutely not. Um, there's also a co-op play in there as well, which looks excellent. Yes. Um, it it looks a, a massive sort of mansion this time. Well, it's a hotel. Yeah. Um, and each like, level is going to be different themed. And that's very Nintendo. There's probably going to be like a ice-based one. Or, Let it go. Um, but it's we, just the way games get bolted together, Tom. Yeah. We've got the, uh, the rather unsettling Guigi. <laughs> which I thought is a real cool way of dealing with some puzzles. So Guigi, the idea of him is um, that he can probably, well, he can, he can walk through spikes or um, he can he can do stuff normal Luigi's too afraid to do, uh, okay. which is really excellent in some of the little animations they've done with him. Uh, I, was, I was especially shocked to see um, Guigi disappear down uh, some a drain after the water got hold of him and yeah. obviously... That's going to be part of the game to avoid the uh, the water area with very, Luigi. Very cool, though. Yeah, I thought that it, it's going to add another layer of uh, puzzle solving to that. Um, so the only thing we didn't get with Luigi's Mansion 3 was a launch date. We know it's coming 2019. Yes. And I think with the Animal Crossing delay till uh, March 2020, uh, I'd say that might even... I thought it was going to be Halloween for obvious reasons yeah but I think that might be their sort of big winter game along with Pokemon that, that Animal Crossing actually looks I know it's been delayed so we won't labour on it here yeah but that Desert Island theme looked quite cool didn't it or not Desert Island now, but the Island theme I played the one on the 3DS yeah. and I was thinking what is all this about like I, I looked at the box art I was like why do people hype this up <laughs> I got really into it it's quite um, good actually but I think definitely with that starting from scratch feel almost like a survival element. Yeah, with the crafting. It, yeah, with crafting. Obviously a big thing in games now. You can't have a game without crafting now, Tom. <laughs> you know um, that. Looks or Battle a, Royale. Looks a real clean, crisp art style as well. You can tell it's just that little bit better than the 3DS versions and yeah. HD. And I quite like the way I haven't, played one since, I haven't played one since the GameCube, but I did quite like the way the world rotated as you walked yeah, that's been Round a thing it. for in cool. uh, in the three DS one as well. Um, I, another cool thing was um, if you're in the northern or southern hemisphere, and it, it takes into consideration like the seasons you would have for where you live. So, wow. uh, say you're in Australia, it would still be warm. Is this even game you're got in an Australia? Sorry, has this game got an Australia? It, it's to do with like the real life. It obviously reads where you are. Or you maybe have to type it in at the start. You're like local oh, uh, so localization. You say, sort my of name's thing. Tom. I'm from. I'm a UK gamer. And you put in it's something you would like from MSR. Is it deals with the real world clock as well? Yeah. Um, all um, sort of comes together to say like let's say it's winter in the UK. 
there's going to be snow oh. on the map. And I think you'd like it if you gave it a little try. Hang on a minute, though. Are you telling me that you tell a game that it's winter? Yeah. And it puts snow in it. That's not really that revolutionary, is it? When you first no, sold it to me, not. like the Emperor's New Clothes, Tom, <laughs> I was like following you. I was like, oh, wow, this is brilliant. Like the Pied Piper of Hamlet. You played me in tune and I got whiffed along. You mentioned MSR and you just know all the right words to draw me along. But I could make an like Excel spreadsheet. Like the Magician's Secret TV show. I could make an Excel seen, spreadsheet that went seen. white in Christmas. <laughs> okay. Uh, You'd still enjoy it, though. I you would. give it a try. Don't you? Don't trump that up to me. Seasonal. <laughs> Tropolis Street um, Dust off my VMU. Moving on, we've got the Mech Fighter Damon X Machina. Uh, it debuted at last year's E3. I played a demo of it. I wasn't, didn't overly like it a lot. Um, it Just for the really... listeners, break it down. What is it? It's like a mech based, um, like similar to Armor Core, Zone of the Enders type battle game. Um, the demo felt very weak, a uh, bit clunky and not much to it. The trailer did make it look a bit more impressive, but again, how much could it have changed in that time space? Uh, we did get a release date, uh, September Ooh. 13th. Well, Just a little bit, a little bit of fresh news I'll slot in here. Go on then, Tom. Hori, as we love a... Uh, or Hori, as we love an unofficial controller here... Um, An unofficial release, slip in that you're famous. They're for. releasing uh, two Joy Cons. Okay. They're I think thirty four pounds. Yes. Ninety nine. I don't know whether that's for the set or for one each. Come on, the anticipation. They have. They, they, they don't have HD rumble or, or the gyro or anything like that. So they're very basic. So I'm guessing that's for both. Yeah. Um, and they're built for the game, but they also look like they'd be really good, comfortable. So they're extended to so the more like proper controllers. So I think. I think they might sell well for other games. Do you know what, Tom? On the They've internet, got turbo buttons on as well. On the internet, we were starting to get a reputation as a hokey-jokey podcast. You've pulled it back on track. We're a serious We come at you with facts. News show coming at you with facts. Yeah. If you so, listen, um, Stingray, we're not coming at you with facts. But now, we're coming at the listeners with facts. We're not doing this in sort of chronological order of the, how the direct ran, but we're moving on to the next bit of news. The Dragon Quest Hero um, and Rare's Banjo-Kazooie are coming Well, to Microsoft smash. said stay tuned. They we did. predicted it was going to be Master Chief. Little did we know it was the Bear and Bird. Yeah, I mean, that, and that feathers, troll Tom. reveal as well where uh, they got together the Rare characters, well, the Donkey Kong, yeah. um, and they did the little troll with Duck Hunt Dog and it looked like... Yeah. I mean, I, I one of my favourite things to actually do, it's very bizarre, is... <laughs> I'm sure other people do it anyway, is go uh, New York Nintendo Store live reactions. I tell you what, that had the biggest reaction out of everything, is Banjo coming to Smash. I'm really excited to play as him. I think that's really cool. Tom? The Dragon Quest here, I don't know much about the franchise, so for me, I was like, oh, he looks quite interesting. Um, when, when are we getting Banjo? Uh, so Banjo uh, is coming winter, 2019 that's what they said uh, the dragon uh, I think it was just a vague sort of fall 2019 yeah uh, so dragon quest hero is coming summer 2019 so he'll be the next one in the DLC packs for Tom, uh, for smash I'm going to take this next bit of news oh, being a lost yeah, member think, uh, of the 80s generation I thought you'd like that the switch is getting a new 
This is this is this is this is two bits of great news, Tom. The Switch is getting a new turn-based game based on Netflix Dark Crystal pre- prequel called The Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. As big as the fans of the film, Tom, we're looking forward to this. And what I noticed is, not only is it a Dark Crystal game, I actually think it might be Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, it did, it, it did look it's very... It's got that look to it, hasn't mm. it? I, I thought that looked good. That might be a reason to get a Switch if it's not multi-platform. Yeah. Uh, no, you. I think it is. I think it is on PlayStation as well. Saints, so. Saints preserve me. I don't yeah, need a Switch safe. just yet, Tom. Well, <laughs> I'll sell you one one day. Resident Evil games aren't lacking on the Switch. Two of the less favourable games, though. Going to uh, be made available on the Switch. Both Resident Evil 5 and 6 will be launching this autumn, Tom. Surely around Halloween. Uh, there was a good little, Makes vid- sense. There was a good vi- little video, but it was kind of disappointing in the same way. Um, the, uh, the direct led into two, um, two young people like trying to break into a mansion or get into a, an old-looking country house. Yeah. I thought, surely this is Resident Evil 7 on the Switch. They sat down, they were playing Resident Evil 1, and then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe we do like 1, and then 7 is coming now. It didn't. It did 5 and 6. I played them both. <laughs> I quite enjoyed them both, but I won't be getting them again. Um, um, I thought 5 was okay. I never got... I've not had the opportunity yet to play 6. 6 isn't very well loved, I picked I it up for 50p, so it's on my shelf. Okay. So I'll probably one for the get collection around. or one for the pit. Who knows? Um, well, no, no more Heroes it. 3. Um... Yeah. That kind of came out of nowhere. Um, the game looks as overblown and crazy as you'd imagine. Um, Jumping uh, to Tra- the shoes of that Travis touchdown again. Yeah, Tom. in 2020. Um, wow. I think uh, that's got its uh, little niche audience, definitely. Um, I've played them both on the Wii. They were good. Is that I the one it. where you use... It's, it's like, not, got a, like a... Um, fluorescent tube. Yeah, it's almost saber. like a lightsaber. Yeah, and he rides a bike around it. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, from the... Creators of like Killer Seven. Um, yeah, we talked about them actually. We talked about that game, didn't we? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, what the uh, in, the um, Travis uh, Strikes Again sort of spin off. Um, we talked about that in in a previous show. We did. Um, um, what else? You Tom? take this next one. Okay, I, I know you'll be a one. fan of this. I tell you what, it's almost like the Dreamcast lives <laughs> again. But we've got <laughs> Saturn Classic Panzer Dragoon is getting a remake on the Switch. This remake features enhanced graphics, but seems to mirror the original from what we can see so far. And once again, it's launching quarter four this year, Tom. So it is. we pin that around the sort of September, October, November window. Uh, much, uh, much more excitement there. I'll definitely take this next one. Oh, that's what the reason you put the onesie on, Tom. It is. Um, Triforce onesie. Yes. Uh, the remake of The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Um it's looking great, that sort of little animation style they've got going on. Um, we got a release date as well. It's going to launch this September, uh, the 20th of September. Um, it's coming packed as well with what looks like a dungeon creator mode. Wow. Uh, so as you progress through the game, clearing the dungeons, you get like new parts of dungeons to build your own one. Uh, so you go see the grave digger guy from Ocarina, yeah. uh, who's been put into the game. Uh, and you can create your own little dungeons to play through. Um, there's also a um, uh, Link's Awakening amiibo coming out on the September the 20th as well. Okay. And he will, um, if you use that in the game, it will create like a dark Link who will chase you through the dungeons. That's Making really a bit cool. of extra like 
sort of difficulty to that. That's quite a novel um, way of doing that, isn't it? Do I, I'm just curious to see what whether you think that was a good one for him to remake. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's again, it's one of those titles that's kind of probably been a little bit forgotten. Yeah, to your general new Nintendo audience. I think yeah, I don't people think they... were probably expecting a remake of like Skyward Sword or or something a bit more current. Yeah, but, um... and this is just obscure enough, I think, where they can do something different with it. They've got more artistic reign to do something a little bit different here. I think with one of the more newer games like they did with Wind Waker. Yeah. You can do the graphics, but the core gameplay elements are there. Whereas if you take a Game Boy game, which it was originally, and then you shake that up and bring it to now, they've got a little bit more room yeah, to manoeuvre with de- it. Definitely. Um, again, it's certainly not a remake I expected, but it's a welcome one. And I was uh, very surprised to see the release date so soon as well. I thought that would, would be a winter title for them, uh, September 20th. Yeah. I'm actually on holiday that week, so I'm going to enjoy that. Um, it was almost as if they knew. It was. Uh, put in a word with my uncle who works at Nintendo. Reggie's last thing before I retire. Yeah, Uncle, uncle Reg. Reggie. <laughs> uncle, uncle Reg. We might get him on one day, maybe. Yeah, we'll out of retirement. Bring him out, bring him out of retirement. Dust him off. Um, like, an, like an American wrestler, Tom. He probably got another couple of retirements in him before he finally retires. He, d- he definitely has. <laughs> uh, On the note of yeah. body slams, Tom, Charlie, I'll start again. This episode, guys, I don't know whether it's the pressure getting to me or what, but... You're doing fine. Charlie drinks tea. Bringing him in. Good friend there on the Instagram. He reached out to us. He's been lurking for a while, but he's made himself known. He's messaged in just like you can. Tom, let's take a moment. Normally, it's a bit of a hectic show and things have got a little bit confused. And normally at the end of the news, we give people an insight of how they can get in contact with us. Tom, let's Uh, hope, let's pray that the miracle, which was the tattoos to the backs of your eyelids with the official controller... Contact details on paid off. You can reach us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Seamless. Close your uh, other eye, Tom. Or direct messages on Twitter or Instagram. <laughs> Looks like Mumsy's money on the tattoo parlor paid off. Definitely. Not only did they write in, write in reverse, they were upside down and in your eyelids. Quite Reading like an old fashioned printer. I don't. <laughs> anyway, thank goodness it paid off because it's allowed good people like Charlie drinks tea. And I've walked all over his submission, so I will give him the respect he deserves. Does some really interesting things on Instagram, does some reviews and bits and bobs, and he's got a YouTube channel, so check him out. Oh, yes, I thought it was amazing, he says about E3. The new Avengers game and Animal Crossing was definitely the highlight for me. And then at the end, when they revealed the new Zelda game was in development... I was out of my chair with excitement. Well, I can uh, I can empathise with that because Tom broke one of the plastic chairs down here in the bunker when he stood up. Also, Banjo and Kazooie in Smash. I know people around the world were freaking out. In short, I think it was a good year. That sounds like he's enjoyed himself. He's enjoyed though. himself, yeah. Tom. I think if you're a Nintendo fan, it would raise this E3 up a lot higher than if you weren't. That's what I'll just sort of say about... Um, sort of the rest of the uh, the other shows 
were how obviously weak they were in comparison. Yes. Um, so obviously, if you are a Switch owner or just a Nintendo fan, it was definitely a a bit more high end. Before we, I don't know if this is a no. We won't. We won't do that now. We'll do that. We've got a few um, more comments to probably come in in the other sections. So we will uh, move on to our next bit of news, Tom. A little bit of surprise here. Pleasant surprise in the form of Cadence of Hyrule, which was shown at the uh, GDC yeah. this year, Game Developers Conference. The indie developed musical spin-off in the Zelda series. Guess what, Tom? I can guarantee you this one fact. That's in Stingray's boot. Wow. We've done an E3 announcement, and Stingray, not just as an exclusive copy for you or I, he's got it for everybody. Excellent stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, interesting. They've lent the... Uh the Zelda series to to that game. Yes. Um, I'm not sure whether I like the sort of beat-based gameplay, but I wish there was a demo of it because it's something that intrigues me, but I don't want to splash the cash on it. But you've watched the trailer so you can see how you like hit, hit... Who knows? I don't even it. know what's in that boot amongst Critters 2 and the oh, Munchies. Tom, if, so, if this were a serious games new show, surely you would be primed to download that like right now. Mm. Play it. Give us yeah. your opinion on it next week. It was one of those ghost drops, wasn't it, that uh, E3 does bring, and it is exciting whether like, that's available now. Yes. We'll get to a couple of others uh, as we progress. But Tom, give well, me the news that now, probably... We talked about Leisure Suit Larry's dreams never drying. Tom, <laughs> let's talk about your dreams never drying. Yeah, this... Um, wow. Go on, then. Wow, I can't speak. Oh, I can't right. No, I, I will do it. I just well, then get on with it. I need to compose myself. Listen, the um, fans have had a So, move. after the banjo reveal, yes, we thought it was all over. If we Ye- couldn't be hyped anymore, <laughs> um, he whispers and says, take a look at this. And what do we get? A, a, a Breath of the Wild sequel. It's exactly what we got. And not only that, we got an actual trailer. Like I, I did, did not did, expect that. Just unbelievable. I never thought I'd see that for another couple of years. Give us I, some facts, Tom. Um, not much is known about it. It's it's being teased as a full sequel wow. uh, to the Smash It, well, it's in my top 10 games of all time. It is, to me, the best Zelda game. If, the it, ends up, Zelda if it ends game. up being the Majora's Mask to I think, a la... You know. Well, they've, they've said in uh, the sort of Treehouse... Is, is tree Majora's house, Mask... Big enough an adventure as the is sixty four brother ocarina of time to classify as a full sequel. If this gets the Majora's Mask treatment, yeah, would you call it a full sequel? A strong word in that, Tom. I just wanted to, as a Ninty fan that you are, I just wanted to double down on that and find out what you thought. Yeah, I, I don't think it's ever going to be called like Breath of the Wild two by any means, but right. I think it's it's um, certainly. Like, I don't. I don't want to come down to a raging a, a party and turn the music uh, down and take the beer away. I don't want to do that. But yeah. I want the hype to continue. I just want you to put me and some of the other non Nintendo listeners put us, take me, on a journey. Where are we going with this? Well, it's it's really got a dark tone, hasn't it? Um, and are we going to see another like a, an underworld? that we've seen many times in Zelda games of like, it's like a parallel world of the one above. Um, I think that would be quite cool. And when you talk about Nintendo, you want 
a few weeks in a row we've both said, oh, we want Nintendo to do adult IPs. What if they don't do adult? Like maybe 18 rated's too much for them. Yeah. But what about a 15? Well, they, they, they've come out and said it's going to be darker in tone to Majora's Mask. And that's the darkest Zelda they've done, really. Yeah. Um, it certainly looks interesting. A lot of people saying it looks like Zelda might be a playable character in the way the trailer's played out. But it's just one of those teaser trailers that's put out there. And for the next year, two years, I'm going to be scouring every bit of tiny bit of information I can get about what people's fan theories are on it and then just make well, up my own version don't in forget, my head. Tom, much like the realistic Zelda that we got video for, this might not come out yet. That's a good point. They might completely scrap development. I don't think they will. I think my thoughts on this... I think they I'll know close they've this got up. some money in the bank <clears throat> with this. I'll close this up quick. I reckon there'll be a quick turnaround. Um, I think we'll see it probably winter 2020 to compete against the next-gen consoles because they will need a powerhouse game. They will. Not graphically so much, although looking at the trailer, it does look like you can tell... It looks solid. It's, it, it's not that Wii U... Um, style sort of, sort of um, they, they had to make it for both didn't they yes whereas this time they don't so they can just splash a bit of Optimize extra ninty magic on yeah. it um, so I think that will release heard it here first winter 2020 that'll be their big game wow I think they can do it earlier guys if you're still with us and pray to you for that I mean very 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 grateful that we are Tom, don't know for jumping off the fence. I've never seen him jump down quick enough. I mean, yeah. wow. So you're hoping that the big man in the red suit, Tom, descends down the fiery pit from the chimney, comes down, and underneath the Christmas tree you wake up and there's a shiny copy of this Zelda sequel? Yeah, I think we'll see that before Metroid Prime 4, easily. I think we'll see the rebirth of Jesus before <laughs> the rival of Metroid Prime 4, the way they've been going. The only thing I'll say is... Majora's Mask was built in an era where, like, Nintendo have already come out and said in the past, like, they found that upgrade to HD games more difficult to develop mm. for. Yeah. I think Majora's Mask took, like, two years, was it, just to, to make from that Ocarina engine? I think the word you're looking for is cobble. Cobble. Cobble together something from the engine of... Uh... But great game, though. Yeah, no, I think that... When, Some people's favourite. I think that if you're given, as a developer, if you're given a very small, limited set of tools and you, you're told to craft something out of it, I sometimes think some of the best works come from them having their backs against <coughs> the wall. I think Majora's Mask is a prime example of that. Um, yeah, definitely. It's um, It was a, a very strange game and, and probably just one of those off-the-wall ideas I think like, it was, this is it where was, we're going to go. It was close enough to the original to keep probably... You were a bit younger when you played that. So if mm. that game had been too oblique, you would have been like, oh, no, I'm not playing it. Yeah. But it was it was a halfway house that drew you into something a little bit darker. Yeah. It was a little bit more contained and driven. And as well, you, you did have like the Ocarina, very fairy tale, typical good versus evil, yeah. boy raises to an adult to a save the world. A simple tale for a kid to understand. Yeah. Um, and, and so they were like, yeah, let's just mix it up a lot. And the masks added so much to the gameplay in that cool. game. Cool, yeah. Um, we really need to move on, but I will say, if any listeners want to get in touch with fan theories on Breath of the Wild 2, I will read them all. Uh, yeah, maybe if and, you and, call, and just, uh, yeah, call them fan fiction and send fan them fiction, to Tom's. Yeah. Laminate them, I would yeah. say. 
<laughs> laminate them twice. Uh, save Mumsy's embarrassment. But we must move on. Yeah, Tom. Um, go on then. Beth Cedar. Oh, yeah, really? Is that how you pronounce it? You say Beth Cedar, I say Beth Cedar. Beth Cedar. Cedar. Your way sounds better now. Doom <laughs> Eternal. Uh, a fast, no nonsense, uh, old school first person shooter. I do believe a few fans have messaged about Doom Eternal, Tom, so if you want to prep them up. That yeah. builds on the previous game in meaningful and noticeable ways. Screams into a packed November. That November, Tom, is looking outrageous. It is. It, it almost looks a little bit too full. Uh, you've got Death Stranding in there, obviously, from PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Uh, Doom. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's several others in there. I'll tell there. you what, listeners. He's good, isn't he? He's good. He's a news hound. The hound. The- that's this, the news. The <laughs> Get that man a bonio because he's pulled up another fact. Tom, what you got for me? Got some Doom Eternal news in there? Have we already read it out? I think we've uh, we've touched on Road to Thinner Me, mentioned uh, being excited for Doom Eternal. Uh, right. I, I definitely am. Um, I played the first one. Trailer was... looked good, mate. Yeah. Didn't it? Now, this is where it's a difficult choice. I played the first one on the Switch. Yeah, Having that portability, portability was great. Um, Would you think that one will come to the Switch? It is. It's confirmed, yeah. Same release date. Um, That's why he's there for us. Day and date, Tom, then. Yeah. Shoulder uh, to shoulder. Yeah, impressive. I think, I think, I don't know, we might see a little usual couple of months slip for the Switch release, but I think I'm going to get it on PlayStation because it looks so awesome, like, graphically. I want to play it. It sounds harsh on the Switch, but if I've got the option, I'm going to be picking that up on I PlayStation. Think, I think the listeners probably understand already, we don't need to rate it down <coughs> for them, that some of the big powerhouse titles, if you want to play them 4K or the, or the business, you're going to need them on Xbox One X or, or PS4 Pro. Mm. If you're a gamer who's not obviously bothered about bleeding-edge visuals and you just want to have the game and it look okay in handheld mode, Maybe you've got a different life, you work away from home or whatever. The Switch is a good alternative, but we would say if you want that blockbuster vibe, you need to be front and centre with one of the big boys. Yeah, you do. You do. Um, Tom, rarer than Unicorn's Tears. I hear the horn. The sound. Todd Howard blows the sound for a new IP. I can't believe it, Tom. So, yeah, this has been um, this has been published by uh, Bethesda. Um, but it's actually from Tango Gameworks, Ooh. whose previous work included The Evil Within 1 and 2. I played the first one, really good uh, sort of horror survival game. Yeah. Very sort of classic Resi feel to it. Yeah. Um, their new title um, is uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, no release stage yet, so I think it's uh, probably in early stages. Um, the game was revealed by the uh, very adorable Akumi Nakamura. Very adorable. Um, yeah, she she did a great job. I think yeah. um, we usually expect like sort of some bizarre stuff at E3 or a very corporate suit delivering a very true some spiel. But yeah, she... or if not a corporate suit, someone dressed. Almost awkwardly too cool in yeah, jeans um, and t-shirt, and they're down with the kids, yo. Yeah, I don't know. It was just a weird sort of effortless kind of 
like she made a point of like, oh, English isn't great, but I'll yeah. get through it. And her English is we, better we like than mine, honesty. Tom. We like, um, quite frankly, is, yes. she makes you look like a Neanderthal. Absolutely. Um, some of her previous games, uh, Okame and Bayonetta. Wow. And I mean, obviously, I tell you, if you had those on your CV and you went knocking for a job, I don't think you'd be uh, too long would asking, you? would no, you? To be uh, fair. And obviously, the uh, Evil Within title. I was as talking well. to someone this very week about Carmen. That game's still relevant today. Still yeah. put out there, still played. And if you didn't know any different, you think it was brand new. Mm-hmm. So very, very cool of it. Yeah. Tom. Um, so that Ghostwire Tokyo got a trailer. Um, I think it probably left more questions than answers, uh, but looked intriguing. Tom, don't panic, because <laughs> you thought this E3, there'd be no news for the hot point washing machine down in the laundry room. <laughs> but much like Fallout 76 and everything on planet Earth, it's getting a Battle Royale mode. Oh, yes. Uh, now, but guess what? The Battle Royale mode might not be coming out this week. Stingray's got Nuclear Winter Expansion in his boot. I see. Yes. Another one of those, and by the way, you can get it now moments for Fallout 76 with its Nuclear Winter Expansion. Tom, I'm going to roll in with this next bit of news. We are drowning in news this week, guys. So much so... We went and built a whole feature around it. We certainly did. Wolfenstein. Tom, I'm a little bit worried for you. I'm going to get Mumsy to order up an espresso. He's been up all night watching these feeds. I thought he was jet-lagged because he'd been away. <laughs> Transpires he was just gorging himself on eclairs two floors down. Wolfenstein Youngblood, out July 26. So that's a 2019 release date for you if you needed a slice of that. Yeah. New gameplay Quite trailer soon. featuring Jess and Soph Blazowicz. Bethesda's also showed off Wolfenstein Cyberpilot, the VR spin-off that launches on July 26th as well. Bit of VR. Little bit of VR. I didn't, I didn't catch that one, actually. Um, Tom, very interesting. do you want to draw a line under Bethesda and we march off for the yeah, all-encompassing th- so. area that we know as the EA Play area? Yeah, so this was on uh, Saturday, always Kicks the first out of the park, they? as usual. Always known for getting the party started is EA. Yeah, definitely not one of their strongest. It felt a little underwhelming and a bit... Very much like all of it, Tom. I think this yeah. year was almost like a, like, come back next year. If, mm. they'd, if there'd just been a big sign, you know, when they show those great big skyscrapers and they're unrolling the Doom banner or the GTA or the Red yeah. Dead banner, you should have just said, check back in 12 months' time when we've got some actual information. I mean, we, we discussed about, is E3 relevant anymore in the um, in the, the uh, second E3. to the last uh, E3 baby podcast? <laughs> uh, I love out of everything that comes out of it. It wasn't the fact that it was an E3 preview. Tom just remembers the words E3 and baby. Yes. <laughs> That's how we do it, so uh, I can remember things, you see. <laughs> the Rusk Roll, roll yeah. Cadet. Uh, so EA kicked it off with um, some actual game... Well, let's be fair to them. They showed some gameplay yeah. uh, of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Let me, let me... Okay, let's just break this down. When I say I want gameplay, mm. I want someone on the stage pretending to play it, talking me through the gameplay features. That's what I call gameplay. Yeah. This was like a stitched-together CGI. Oh no! They, they, um, they had someone controlling it, and it was obviously. I know what you're saying. It, it's probably a bit scripted. Like you they're not going to go and just start trying to get through a level and then realise they've probably not got the skills to do it. That's true. Um, I should calm myself down. Take a slug. Take a slug of milk. 
I feel like you don't want to like this game. This Star Wars game. Yeah. I, tell me I wanted to like it. it. It to me it feels like it was an, they've had loads of Star Wars games. Amy Hennig had a Star Wars game in development. It got canned. Then last year this was kind of almost awkwardly announced that oh yeah yeah we've got a Star Wars game coming out. And then it almost looks to me like they went over to the cabinet, the battlefield, Star Wars battlefield cabinet, opened it up and was like, oh, we've got some stormtroopers in here. Oh, yeah, right, what else you got? Oh, Saw Guerrero from Rogue One. Oh, bring him in. What else we got? <laughs> we've got these stormtroopers that we've already made. Oh, great, anything else? So we've got everything you can imagine in Star Wars. Atat, ATST, we've got a base on lava. We can have this coming in, we can have that coming in. It just felt... Something about it feels rushed. I don't know what it is. Yeah, now I'll and it agree. feels very like it's like an extension of the Battlefield Two game, and for that reason, when you're playing a what when you when you're playing with those controls in a multiplayer game, you can forgive it because of lag and jumping around, and it's you're not mm. really looking for a cinematic experience. When I see that all happening within the world of a one-player game, a being Jedi can do with these amazing things. It just looked really awkward and clumsy. Yeah. And that's coming out very, very soon. I mean, that you know, well, it's going to be going gold soon. Yeah, it's it's got probably just is it just under six months? Maybe they can fine tune it in time. Respawn are a good developer. I know they are. Um, and again, but I think again, like we discussed with the Microsoft ones, like like some of their new studios that yeah. they've got hold of, Respawn have probably been a bit shoehorned into. Can you do something quickly with the Star Wars license? I think what they've done in that short amount of time is good. Um, I'll probably pick it up, providing it doesn't get absolutely slated. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll just get it and do a full day's gone Tom, turn on it. can I just say, you had one job. One job you had. Okay. I look down at my discarded notes, and I see that I don't think you mentioned the fact that Retro Gamer Island was fired up. And he's a new listener as well. I feel bad now. Oh, you feel should bad. feel bad. What makes a bad what makes a bad podcast host, eh? Or one who doesn't read <laughs> oh. out Retro Gamer Island's latest The Dark This Is England the reference. <laughs> and he says uh, he's uh Banjo Kazooie are, are in Smash Brothers. There's a mana series coming and a sequel to Breath of the Wild. Retro Gamer Island there with more information than you've got, Mr. Nintendo. Yes. Quick we, we if are... all the embarrassment and the crimson in our cheeks builds to a level where they might explode. Tom, save us with some Battlefield 5 news. Uh, yeah, so Battlefield 5 is getting an update. Um, it's getting a new Pacific War Theatre. Uh, this looks pretty cool. Yeah, so we're fans of that, aren't we? Obviously, the thing is, we quite enjoy Call of Duty World at War in that setting, uh, like the Japanese theatre the only My only problem with this theatre is it's never been done right in a video game before. I didn't think World at War was that bad. Well, there's times, I think, when they, they tend to do the Pacific Theatre where things just get a little bit too crazy. Yeah. I hope this is a more... They've got the history for doing it, so I hope this is a little bit more grounded. Mm. I don't want to be shooting at people and elephants and stuff, you know? Yeah. Fair point. Um, we've got a new character coming to Apex Legends. Your number a- one gaming new show for Battle Royale games, Tom. <laughs> Give me the Apex Legends news. Um, called Watson, joining the roster in the Season 2 Battle Pass. Mm, sounds mm. exciting. Yeah. And uh, all Some the sports, sports franchise All news. sports franchises yeah. renewed. As I predicted in the E3 preview, I told you guys, I absolutely swore You are a psychic, I don't know how you did Listen, this. Listen, Tom, 
when people want hot tips on the news and, and they facts. want the hot take on the industry, they don't come to me. They probably Google someone far superior to me. But anyway, <laughs> I predicted that Madden, NHL, FIFA, all the sports franchises would get renewed and reinvigorated for another year out there. And Tom, I wasn't wrong. Madden NFL 20, putting a huge focus on RPOs, the run pass options. So plenty more play options available in the uh, mix-ups there, Tom. Yeah. And FIFA showing off the new Volta mode, which is going to be 3v3, 4v4, 5v5, seemingly looking to be the spiritual successor to FIFA Street. Tom? Yeah, that's a cool little addition, I think. Looks like quite a bit of AstroTurf going on there. What do you make of that? Yeah, I think that'll um, be a welcome addition for a lot of people because I think FIFA Street was a bit of a um, sleeper hit, really. Um, Well, coming out of that EA Big or EA Play uh, era back in the day, it was one of the titles that probably stood up as being a little bit more um, well-known, right? And and played well and gave people the dimensions and bits and bobs that they wanted. Tom, you wanted to lead off. We're going to wander from EA's rather small and sports-themed area. And we're going to wander over to Ubisoft. Yeah. He, he sleeps between different announcements that he's interested in, but he's fired up, <laughs> he's dried and snorted an espresso, and he wants to tell us about God and Monsters. Tom, let me tag you in for a moment. I've been over there getting ass-whooped by The Undertaker. I've been walled in the corner, you know, like the, the tag team opponents, and I've been pounded on. I've managed to make a snap tag to you. Tom, lift the show, take it to the next level. Okay, so Gods and Monsters. This uh, this is the only thing really on uh, Ubisoft's uh, show that I really kind of made me sit up and pay attention. Have you noticed? I gave like a four-minute pep talk and the actual invigoration lasted about five seconds. <laughs> and then, oh, you know, there's a game coming out. What is it, Tom? God and Monsters. Uh, a take on monsters from Greek mythology and uh, you're trying to help the Greek gods return home. Uh, it's an action-adventure with an emphasis on exploration, um, citing as... Breath of the Wild is a, a big influence in its design. It's can... in every game. Even when we did that, <laughs> Je- we did the Star Wars special and Jedi Fallen Order was inspired by Breath of the Wild. I mean, anything else? Benchmark game, mate. Watch Dogs um, Legion, inspired by Breath of the Wild. We need to just cut back to uh, Gods and Monsters. That's coming 25th of February. Um, and uh, that's for all formats. So um, they're putting that one out there. I think... Uh, Keep keep what are you going to get one? that on, do you reckon? Switch. The man of so many feel, consoles. So buy that one on I'll Switch. get it on Switch so it feels like a, a ninty first party title when it's not. Oh, not only, not only do you embarrass me, <laughs> you embarrass the fans as well. Tell you what, Tom, while I dive into Watch Dogs Legion, why don't you have a little sift through that pile of listeners' letters? Oh, you doing I me feel again, like we're on you? Blue Peter, you know. Get yeah. in the sack. Pull out a notable comment from one of our loyal and friendly listeners. And, guys, oh. once again. We appreciate you reaching out to us the way you have done. We do. It helps we are literally show. snowed under with um, all this, though. So. Look at him. It's literally completely scoring his brain processes. He can't even <laughs> compute. So we're going to launch in Watch Dogs Legion Carpet. <laughs> Watch Dogs Legion. You see, I lost myself there because you actually... you can... In the gameplay trailer, Tom, you can yeah. actually be a granny. I know. I have seen this. I don't know crazy. why I find this so humorous, but you you can take part in a granny in a biker helmet, and it, and Watch Dogs Legion is 
seemingly a take on post-Brexit London, where crime lords have arisen to fill the, va- fill the power vacuum after the government have collapsed. Well, if the government were to collapse, Tom, it would come to this bunker, and we've changed the locks, so they're not coming in. And that's coming to PS4, PC, Stadia, Xbox, March 6, 2020. 2020 or 2020? 2020? I hate it when people say 20. Yeah. It's 20, isn't We're going to be in the roaring 20s. The roaring 20s. Will there be the roaring 20s, though? Probably not. Probably not. Tom, based on your ECG monitor today, I think we'll be in the snoring 20s. (laughs) Uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine is a full game adaption of Rainbow Six Siege Outbreak event. And let the hype commence for that 2020 release. Tom... A few weeks ago, we made the mistake of labelling this game as Rollerball. You yes. came into the show armed with no facts. <laughs> Nothing good intentions. Whispers and hearsay. Yeah, exactly. The same sort of good intentions that gets you a one of those longing smiles from mummy that you can see through that gritted teeth. She wants to pull you to death via your eyelids. Roller Champions is a 3v3 roller multiplayer game cited for a release on PC in 2020. But guess what, listeners? Stingrays in your area. Get him to drop by a demo copy of Roller Champions. Get it while it's hot, guys, for that's a limited period only. Tom, we're moving into the Square Enix section. I take it, by the way, you're looking confused like a mouse that wants food but can't find any in a scientific experiment that you went through (laughs) that sack of news and you didn't find anyone saying that they enjoyed the Ubisoft section. No. I don't think people are impressed by it. I, I wasn't particularly. About as reliable uh, as a solar-powered torch. Yeah. We, we didn't see any Beyond Good and Evil 2. That's You're... a strange choice, isn't it? <laughs> Tom, why don't you unzip the Mario onesie you've got comfortable in and break three as Captain America and launch forth with this, what can only be described, as a very exciting return to video games for Nolan North. It's a vehicle for his celebrity status. It is. Tell me about the Avengers. Uh, Crystal Dynamics' long-anticipated Avengers game arrives on Xbox, PS4 and Sadia uh, coming 15th of May 2020. So this was another one we were quite excited for, wasn't it, when we did the preview? Um, I mean, it had... I say had as in it's not even going to be a great game, but it has the potential... Yeah. To be something very special. Yeah, we're not writing it off yet. It was a bit disappointing just to see, yet again, not confirmed gameplay. They said it was in-game engine graphics. Uh, with the tra- I, I was really impressed with the trailer, like the idea of the story. Um, one thing that I found a bit strange direction for him to go is like the Destiny-esque like live service so it's going to be continually updated with new heroes and new missions um and obviously i guess we're going to have like four player like a team of you as the avengers um no hawkeye a bit like infinity war could um, he be one of these rumored yeah characters? surely um got to be i think at points the trailer did cut to like actual gameplay. It just didn't say it was. At top, um, yeah, there was there, a downgrade there was bits in where rooms. there was sort of on that Golden Gate Bridge because yeah. I, I believe San Francisco is going to be the setting. A star um, for geography, Tom. Yes, put it on the fridge. I will. Um, <laughs> how, how did you feel about that 
sort of reveal where it was very much like these aren't the actors from the films, these are just our own I'm completely cool with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm personally very happy if we get a Marvel game universe. And I yeah, would like... Yeah, no, that would be cool. That's I, a good not point. That, you know, this is the Nolan North show, but we're certainly fans of him in game. I mean, yeah, everyone Uncharted. knows Uncharted, but yeah. one of my favourite moments in gaming is where he popped up. I played Alpha Protocol retrospectively, and oh, out of nowhere, he pops up as a rogue CIA agent. <laughs> and I tell you what, that's got to be one of his funniest roles. Yeah. I implore everyone to nice. check that out. That game is £1, Tom. You've had all your ones. I've had Alpha Protocol. That's what I would call unofficial controller. Bingo. If they've ticked all those cards, if they've downed all those drinks... They can win a ticket for the Tombola. And in the Tombola, like all good Tombolas, Tom, our listeners are fighting for a tin of value beans. Excellent. Ticket 210. <laughs> um, so, yeah, good voice acting uh, brought in for that game, as uh, rightfully it should be, because they've got some big shoes to fill, haven't they, obviously, with the films. Um how do you feel about that sort of multiplayer element of it? I mean, there is a dedicated oh, I think story. That, I think that co-op, I mean, you and I have only got each other as friends, so we're maxed out co-op. But if yeah. we had a couple so of other friends... that's going to be Iron Man and Thor, Captain America and well, thing Iron is, Man. Let's say, imagine we got both got the game today and we yeah. sat down to play it, and I'm like, actually, I want to be X character, and you said I yeah. want to be X character. How are we going to sort that out between ourselves? Um, we'll do that older sibling thing of manipulating the younger one into thinking that the character you actually don't want to play as is is actually really good. Oh my goodness. You must have done that me. as as a, a child back in the day of like no uh, it's okay I'll take this one. Let, let me just ask you a bit question. of reverse psychology. You know you had one job the Nintendo feature. Yes. Did you read out Tech Mike reviews? Uh no. Tom Another new listener, Tech Mike Reviews. He messaged him. I am underneath all this, these <laughs> listener feedback. And he's just... it's completely separate, guys, so just bear with us. Read him out. I think Nintendo had some really awesome announcements with Luigi's Mansion 3. I'm sure people have like not listened for a moment. Then they come back in, we're talking Nintendo. But he's excited about Link's Awakening and also The Witcher 3 being announced. Now, if memory serves, I spoke to Tech Mike. He's from Hawaii, Tom. Hawaii. I imagine, having recently played Shakedown Hawaii, that uh, Tech Mike knows someone who wears shorts and a business suit. That's how they dress in Hawaii. We get very, very distracted. Um, Tom. Square Enix. Avengers news. Are we done with that? Um, I think so. We're obviously going to see more of that as the year goes on, um, and hopefully some. Uh, I think there's like some proper gameplay behind doors stuff going on at E3, um, but we always feel a little bit sort of left out with that, don't we, as fans? It's kind of like what's actually going on behind those closed doors. Yes, the behind um, closed doors gameplay loop that we end up seeing in a couple of months' time in a magazine. Yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, Tom. Moving on. Let me take just charge for one moment. Yeah. Okami Amber. New fan of the show. Don't think mm-hmm. we've heard her before. We welcome her on board. 
I haven't really seen much of it, to be honest, but I'm excited for a couple of games. This is the understatement of the year. New Pokemon games, the Corgi Pokemon looks adorable, heart emoji. New expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen because I play that game the most. Stormbringers are the thing I'm most excited about. Again. Shadowbringers. Correction. You know me. I make it up as I go along. <laughs> but I've seen some interesting things beside that as well. The new Tales game looks stunning. Spyro's coming to Switch is also very nice. And the remastered versions of Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII look nice as well. I'm also excited for the Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Um, and also, while we're in this area, loyal listener of the show, messaged in just like you can, Sir Doyle Dono. So far, great conference. I will say, I missed Sony, sad emoticon. All that will allow me to gush for a bit. Final Fantasy VII Remake looks amazing. I'm still a little confused on this. It will be two game release for the full Final Fantasy VII story. This game looks fantastic regardless. The gameplay mechanic looks action looks ori- looks action orientated while still keeping the cat- tactical slow down element that Final Fantasy purists might appreciate as replacement to turn based combat. I'm just worried that the second half. Oh, I've cut his thing off, Tom. Anyway, he goes on to say that the gameplay looks fantastic. Uh, second half of the game outside of Midgar, there we are, will be saved for a second game altogether. How long will it take to get that? So, yeah. once again, Final Fantasy VII. People are excited, Tom, but a bit concerned about how long we're going to wait between episodic releases. Yeah, I mean, that 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 would really sort of halt the, the train, wouldn't it? So to speak, of like... You're there enjoying the game, and then you're like, "Oh, nearly at the end now." And it's like, "Well, when's this next bit coming?" They need to be quite punchy and keep those sort of, if they're going to do it that way, which they are going ahead with the episodic uh, way of delivering Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, is just to keep it, keep the train rolling. I think it'd be good if they took a leaf out of the, like the Spider-Man PS4 with the DLC, just sort of time that when they think the average gamer will have finished that mm. part because that then, came right didn't yeah, it yeah it did I think that's a really good way of doing that if you're going to do it um, obviously we got some news on Final Fantasy 8 getting a remaster as well yeah um, so good news all around for the Final Fantasy fans um, 7 does look incredible I've never played it as I've mentioned before so I'm going to definitely be picking up the remake um, and I don't really know the story much either so uh, not keep go- away from it yeah I think keep I'll try and avoid the spoilers Tom <clears throat> we've seen one we've seen one endangered species in this E3 <laughs> pass me those binoculars because I see one. another one a new IP would you believe it Outriders is a new IP uh, shooter IP from the people can Tom what's going on here don't worry it's people can fly uh, at the uh, studio, um, it's a, Outriders is coming in uh, summer 2020. Uh, basically, what it is, it's a one to three player co op shooter. It's they've made obviously Gears of War Judgment, Ooh, and um, yes. I believe they made Bullet Storm as well. Um, and it's cited as a journey across a dark sci fi world in search of a mysterious signal. Um, that's going to be coming to Xbox, PS4, and PC. Uh, yeah, it sounds quite interesting. Yeah, uh, the trailer looked pretty, uh, pretty cool as well. Another one here, Tom. That's uh, already non in the non-pirated way. You know, we don't have to worry about the Federation against copyright theft here. 
Last Remnant's going to be in Stingray's boot this week, Tom. It is. Announced yeah. and straight in the boot. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts, close to my heart, is set to get some DLC called Ray.Mind. Yeah, that's coming, coming winter. This winter. Yeah. Uh, Tom, before we close out this mega feature, which has been the news and the feature rolled together into a mutant hybrid that's, although packed with bristling news, um, not exactly the most riveting E3 we expected, is it? No. Tom, um, I think we might have probably one last submission from others, if you want to go with it. Um, I think we've got one from Grown Kidding. Oh, okay. Uh, listener on Instagram. Ah, yes, Tom. Unlike... Just, on the, just on the subject of sort of E3 being a little bit of a, of a well, anticlimax this year. And unlike you, he actually went. He did, yeah. Um, so... He feels like the the way the event is marketed is uh, is very different to what it's actually like. Um, he says, with that though, it's great to be surrounded by others who share the same passion, and that, that's a that's a nice point. There. I think we I think maybe we've we have we used the wrong analogies to describe E three in in the build up process. We call it the WrestleMania, the Super Bowl. That's almost like we're putting it up there. Two people have got to find out there's going to be a winner or a loser. Maybe maybe we should start looking at E3 as if it was more of a, a Woodstock festival where we can go and celebrate gaming and gaming culture. What do you think about that take on it? So be it more of a celebration of gaming rather than look what I've brought. I think they could improve it in that way, definitely. Yeah. Um, I just I'm, hope it never goes because I was, okay, thinking, what I was about, thinking on the... Here's one, more, here's one more for you just to muse on. I'd like your thoughts on this. Uh, and before and once we've done that, we'll round out with Otter's submission. If we've missed anybody, we sincerely apologise. We've just been totally overloaded by news and comments. Yeah. So what if they took E3, Tom, on a world tour? Because not everyone's lucky enough to be able to... A, no Dexter Fletcher and, <laughs> and then get plane tickets over there and then you've got to get the ticket to get in there yeah, now the flight might be a uh, big ass trip isn't it but imagine if next year E3 was in London and then the year after it was in Paris and Tokyo and it rotated well, a bit World, World Cup-esque of, of making sure hey, yeah, everyone what? can experience in exactly, their lifetime exactly that um, yeah I think that's a great idea um, I don't sadly think it will happen probably because of uh, Business and and financial reasons. Bus business reasons. Business. Okay, Tom. Um, well, let's quickly just. I think we've rounded out everything there. We've talked about it. We don't want E three to go. Let's it's been um, a little bit of a placeholder for this year. So come back next year, and we might have something. Yeah. For you. But definitely. in the mean case, here's a couple of tasty CGI morsel trailers for you to gorge on, and then by the time you sobered up from those, we'll have a game out to distract you. Don't you worry about it, Tom. So, finish off this subject with your thoughts and then roll us into that uh, Odder's submission. Yeah. Um, so for me, winner of E3, Nintendo. Wow. Um, and most exciting reveal, Breath of the Wild sequel, hands down, even though that's a million light years away. Um, you don't even need to be wearing it. your Mario ones if no, you need to know that was what no. we were going to say. Um, everything else was 
was good. Well, if I, again, remind, thin... if, re- if I rewind quickly in my brain, and we'll, we'll just do this quickly, save the listeners going all the way through the back catalogue, I think I said that Microsoft would win, so did you. We were proven incorrect. Yeah. And then I think I said Square Enix would round out the software developers, mm. and you went with Ubisoft. I know. I was banking on them to show some... A little bit More too soft, much rusk that afternoon. I think so. So we both pinned Microsoft. So. Although they announced Xbox Scarlet, we think Nintendo took their seat. Yeah, um, definitely just the fact that they showed more actual games and okay. gameplay. And many, many listener submissions in focused on the fact that it was maybe a coup de grace by Sony not to be there this year. When you've got nothing to say, is it best to say nothing? Is that why we got completely dominated by CGI trailers? Quick, yeah. quick ray trace me a demo, quick on the yeah. school bus, because teacher's going to think I haven't done anything. Absolutely. A little I bit like the um... way we throw the show together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The Vauxhall Conference of Podcasts. We know where we are. We're at the what? top end, but we're never going to get promoted. You never know. Maybe a, maybe, a, maybe a bit of a, a cup final run. Um, what... What would you say was your favourite reveal of the show? <sighs> Although I've kind of like poo-pooed on it a little bit, the Avengers thing was quite cool, especially when it was revealed that who the voice actors were. Just briefly going back to that, what do you think of the chances of them incorporating that Sony Spider-Man? Oh, I think thing? there's absolutely... I think I, it we sounds like what before. they were hinting at, wasn't we it? We wanted a game universe. Yeah. It's going to be a shame because I think going forward it's going to get muddy when... You've done X with Spider-Man and that happens, but he's not in the Xbox version. Yeah, it might end up no, They've got no idea of Star knowing. Wars novel-esque. Yeah, or well, don't you know um, about that? That happened in the Spider-Man spin-off yeah, DLC that yeah. got released <laughs> like six months ago. No idea. Um, so, yeah, nice choice. So this anything else? young fan of the show, Odders, got in touch, much like you can, listeners. And Tom's already told you the way to do that, but... These eyelid tattoos cost a lot of money, Tom. So before we give Odders his his almost like bugle call on the feature, how would they get in contact with us, Tom? Uh, you can reach us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. I love how he closes his eyes for this. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, direct messages on Twitter or Instagram, as uh, most of you do. Um, so Odders, UK... Um, he starts off with, got to say, it was a bit of a disappointment overall. Mm. Microsoft had a prime opportunity to make the most of Sony's absence and they dropped the ball. Um, apart from Ori and the Will of the Wisps and 12 Minutes, that weren't any other games that made me sit up and take notice. Uh, we had another cinematic trailer for Cyberpunk um, 2077, which we still haven't actually seen any proper gameplay apart from the brief flash during the trailer. Uh, the appearance of Keanu Reeves was a great moment, though. Uh, even the announcement of Scarlet was something that he, uh, sorry, that we knew was on the way, but it was nice to get a release date. Uh, but again, we knew it'd be the Christmas this year or next year, so it wasn't much of a surprise. Even the announcement of Halo Infinite as a launch title, as nice as a reference to the original Xbox release it was, was just another trailer showing no actual in-game footage. Mm. Uh, good point there. Yeah, solid. Uh, plus, we already knew that there was a new Halo game on the way. Um, again, it's, it's uh, very much the uh, 
echoes of a lot of other people. Yeah. And a lot of these, a lot of listeners have got in touch and we, so many people are saying a lot of the same things. It's hard to include you all, but I'm sure come the turn of the wheel of the next show and the next show and the next show yeah. and the next show, you'll all get a chance. But you've all said very similar things. Um, he goes on to say, um, I just feel there were no E3 moments. Mm. Good point, again. Again. Uh, there, there, there was no Twilight Princess on the GameCube uh, reveal or, or the Kratos emerging from the shadows to announce God of War. Um, that was a, that was a, not only a spine-tingly moment for you, retrospectively, but that's one Odders refers to again and again. That got him yeah, excited. I think um, it hurt E3 more having Sony not there than it hurt Sony. I know, but they, a, I think, think they, they've just got nothing to say, have they? No, no. I, there's a few. There's a few developers that could have done well not to have come. <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs> isn't it? Well, look at the money EA could have saved. Very and just, true. And just chucked out a couple of uh, video presentations or trailers. Um, finishing off, he uh, he sort of says. Um, what we got was another Gears of War and a very dodgy-looking Battletoads. I'm not a fan of that, apparently, he's uh, mm. saying. Uh, Nintendo's conference was much better with Breath of the Wild sequel, Panzer Dragoon, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, but he also says, where was Pikmin 4, Metroid Prime 4, and the N64 Mini? Uh, Sony's absence was very much felt, and I think this C3 will go down as one of the weakest. I look forward to their next state of play, as that's all uh, we're going to get from them for the time being. Some very... True words from Odders there. Yeah. Hopefully none of the... <laughs> no one took too much offence to that. But I well, would say that he summed... Odders there in the end summed up the show quite well, didn't he? And He I has, think, yeah. I think that's like, why uh, we chose him to close out because he's, he has rounded up a lot of the points we've made and, yes. and a lot of other people have. And in a week from now, Tom, there'll be nothing left at the Los Angeles Convention Centre bar a couple of deflated-looking game-related blimps leaking out the back and helium seeping into the air and it will look like a deflated mess. Tom, like E3 and our R3 debrief feature, the feature is now a collapsed mess of a balloon out the back (laughs) of the Los Angeles Convention Centre. But guess what, Tom? The show reaches for another high spot. It's the one that most people flick straight to. If the big man's been making house calls, Tom... You better be make sure you're ready. Stingray's listeners boot. What we got? We've got a right mix this week. Um, listeners Stingray, my goodness, Tom. He's been busy. We've got Game View uh, kicking things off. Uh, latest pickup, N64 collection growing quickly. That's uh, Time to clean some of those carts up. I'll tell you what he's got there, Tom. He's got the Legends of Zelda Brady Games Guide. Oh. The thing that helped you complete Legends of Zelda. <laughs> never let me forget that one. Well, should you never be allowed. Uh, uh, who else? A... Fan of the show. We've already heard that name. Bite My Pixel. Yeah. I tell you what, he confesses to having a super secret shop. But he says it's paid off. He's not wrong. Game Boy Advance SP. A couple of Lego figures. Wii U games. Yeah. GameCube games. Rogue Leader. Uh, me- was that a Medal of Honor? Got himself some LPs yeah, there as well. Frontline. Outrun Coast to Coast. Another absolute belter. He's a big fan of Medal of Honor, Tom. But he's also gone himself, picked himself up a copy of James Bond 007 in Agent Under Fire. Now, I remember that slightly less fondly remembered series of games as actually being quite good. Agent Under Fire was not a bad game, if memory serves. By not a bad game, I would say if I was to rate it, 
I'd probably slap a 6.5 of justice on that. You know, <laughs> just enough to keep the kids away from it. Yes. Just enough for a grown-up to know there might be a shell of a game in there. Uh, Left Little Devil 71 uh, hymes in with a cool-looking copy of Guardian Legend for the NES. Sharaban, who you missed from the feature, but we'll, we'll, we'll flow on past that. Never let Tom curate the listeners' letters in future. <laughs> Sharaban C. Uh, we need more than crayons. He's gone and got his future armour... I like what he's done there. He's picked up Future Armor on the Xbox and he's arranged his Future Armor box sets around it in a, a nicely themed Future Armor picture there. Oh, Tom. The main man's on the hunt. Daddy's Illa. Daddy's Illa. He's got himself the, uh, Wolverine on the... Is that an American Super Nintendo car? It is. Yeah. And what else has he got in the background there? Can't make that one out. Uh, it looks like that... Um, I've absolutely no idea. Moving no. on, as uh, the specialist game experts that we are, Bite My Pixels uh, been getting some. He's got himself an N64. Up and running. And he's playing Goldeneye. Looks pretty cool. That game looks fresh as ever. Yeah. Uh, Blue Canyon Games. That is a uh, what looks like a, a trolley that the teachers would wheel out. Uh, the day before Christmas holidays. But look at all the retro consoles on it, Tom. It's more like, I now see it, if I was a retro games console, I'd look at that like a mortician slab <laughs> in the morgue. <laughs> it doesn't look healthy, does it? No. This is where they come to die. Blue Canyon Games, thank you for that. Little Devil again. Uh, Collection like... of Mana. Oh, pick um, that one up. On the Nintendo Switch. Oh, this one. Tom, can I take this? Little Devil 71s. You even messaged me privately about this I one. I did. Like you, I was bobbing up and down in my seat saying and 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 and, and a lot because I was so excited. Little Devil's got the uh, Hanna-Barbera Classic Collection Chuck and... Chuck... <laughs> Chuck and Norris? Chuck and Norris! He's the chicken version of Chuck <laughs> Norris. I can't say that because he'd probably roundhouse kick me into another dimension. Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. The complete series. And Tom, looks like he's on VHS as well. Oh, wonderful. Little, little Devil underscore 71 on Instagram. He knows the secret to our hearts. Your friend Gamebo's come in again, though. Uh, yeah, we've got um, Zelda Ocarina Gold Cart and Majora's Mask Gold Cart with uh, fully boxed with all the instructions. Pretty nice. Stand back while well, I just go and get two of the greatest games on N64 boxed in mint condition. Yeah. Um, also, Sharaban, again, Dreamcast uh, tell you MSR. What. And Through then, the medium of these pictures, Tom. Oh, look what else he's done. He's been very creative with his location tag. And Sharaban's posted up these MSR pictures. And he's he's claiming he's posting them from Marinello, Ferrari SPA, the factory. Wow. Classy. He knows the way to my heart. And it's through a redundant franchise, started on the Dreamcast, and finally curled up to die. On the original Xbox. Oh, no, it lived on to 360, yeah. didn't it? Of course it did. Where um, it shed its husk. Oh, Great series of games. Little um, Devil. He's out doing Oscat this week, Tom. He's only gone and ratchet it up and got a PS4 Pro. Got it in the days of play, sir, which is still going on, I think. Some bargains to be had on there. Let it be known. One hour, six, uh, one hour, 51 minutes... And we finally hit you with the game's new show and consumer advice. Well done, Tom. So this is a, a Daddyzilla post, but uh, it's uh, some items Mummyzilla83 picked up today. Um, Whose name could be Deborah, according to you, in the last episode. Could be. You named a Deborah. 
we've got Zumba Fitness. Uh, well, I think I think Mum, I think Mummyzilla and uh, Trace Ray and Deborah from the kebab shop at the end of the village that we don't like <laughs> to talk about because it gives everyone poisoning. <laughs> they go Zumba in the village hall after Taekwondo with Red Dragon Rears. Really, Sensei. Yes. Sen- Address him properly, please. Sensei. <laughs> uh, we know we're safe. We're in that section of the show where it's only me and you. Sensei yeah. Red Dragon Race with his Red Dragon Punch. Um, I've not seen him for a while. He no. was doing vlogs of yeah. uh, being an actor at the Shakespeare's Globe in London. And unless I'm wrong, I haven't seen one for a while. Although we did upload some more Warriors footage, which I'm always keen for. Uh-huh. From the game. Nice. Mm, he's a big fan. Sharaban again. Uh, Dread the um, the Carl Urban take on the film. Well, oh, on the on the series. Tom, sorry, Sharaban tongue firmly firmly pressed in his cheek because he was in Marinello before, but now you find him in Mega City One. Very cool, Sharaban. Like yeah. What are you doing there? Nice I might put myself place. on the moon later. He's got the uh, Namco light gun there as well. That's pretty cool. Hold um, your horses. Finster Gamer, gone all David Bailey on us. He's found a very nice looking wooden background and he's took a picture of Anthem and a gold Xbox. Do you think controller. that's the Walnut Dash on Stingray's uh, Nissan Bluebird? Could Ooh, be. Oh, I don't know. That gives me all sorts of connotations. What's Finster Gamer doing with Stingray in the middle of nowhere taking pictures? True. We've it's a recipe for disaster. It's too soon with Wayne Ray. <laughs> <laughs> IA Retro Gamer Dad uh, he's wow crikey he's got himself what looks like a Kinect um, some strategy guides Prima strategy guides Starcraft Atlas he's got, got himself Lord of the Rings on uh, Two Towers on GameCube okay let's check three you're done for the day on Lord of the Rings references <laughs> you can't mention any of your favourite games again now <clears throat> He's got Call of Duty on the 360 and he's picked up a few Halo games on the 360 as well. Home to quite a few Halo games in the end. ODST 3, Halo, Halo Wars and Halo Reach. Nintendo JJ. New name to the show, Tom, but very welcome aboard. He's got the Steel Battalion Xbox. He's had a pick up and a half here. That uh, is uh, uh, an unofficial controller and a half, isn't it, really? Do you think, end of story, Steel Battalion controller wins the unofficial controller? To be honest, I'll tell you where its downside is, as the unofficial controller there, Tom. It's too good. Yeah. Isn't it? Mm. It's it's trying too hard. It needs a few more turbo buttons. So yeah, I've never seen and so many buttons. Something tells me that they've actually wired every single of those buttons to the circuit board and they'll do something. If you want an unofficial controller, none of the buttons can really do anything, can they? Anyway, moving on, we've got uh, Joe Tendo Gaming. Oh, what picked a man. Up Yakuza 2. Um, £2.50, an absolute steal, he that's says. An absolute, and do you know why that's an absolute steal? Because that game on PlayStation 2 is worth about £30, if you want a copy of that right now, Tom. So you can understand now the visible sign of a deal that he got there. Um, retro hunting guru. Oscat TV, he's got... Um, I was worried about Final him. Final Fantasy X and X2 uh, on the Vita. In Japanese. Wow. Uh and if anyone's concerned about Chris McClum, he's all right. 
Where is he? I messaged him yesterday. I was a little concerned. I thought that the, the alternative of him not being a fan of the show, although he popped up on our, on our stories, he's all right. He's doing all right. I, I think he was, he was uh, at the moment, he's on a quest. He had, uh, you know, his collection is quite nice. Yeah. He had a PS2 for sale in mint condition. So if you're in the market for a PS2, let him know. Get switched on with a uh, wicked-looking pop of Liu Kang, Ready to Rumble Boxing and Lilac Wars. Retro Game Enthusiast this week chiming in with uh, an awesome-looking Sony Trinitron monitor. In, uh, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, inspection monitors, whatever they are. Yeah. Casual Player. My goodness. Game that's close to my heart, Transformers on the PS2. The uh, do you remember that game, Tom? We started from the Amazon rainforest. Actually, quite good. Yeah. Got Blood will tell. I got that for fifty cents. Oh, you, you listeners could teach us a thing or two in what and how to collect these games because you you make you embarrass us. Some absolutely cracking pickups in there. Little Devil seventy one there, Tom, with the uh, Jill Valentine Resident Evil Three yeah. Nemesis. Uh, Retro Visions. They've picked up a. Uh... A medley of uh, Wii U, Wii, Nintendo DS, PlayStation games, um, various titles in there, um, and a boxed Nintendo DS. Not bad. Uh, Daddyzilla 80. So um, he's got things on the hob again. He has. Cooking up a storm of uh, retro games. He's got uh, Mario 64 cartridge. Um, devilish on the Nintendo DS. Um, what else has he got? Well, let's just squ- we're a bit pushed for time, Tom. So you say devilish, I say Devinzilla. He's managed to find himself a copy of Iron Man Two on DVD, uh, Rugrats on oh, the N sixty four and the Game Boy, and Scooby Doo. I mean, I think Stingray's been busy, Tom. Don't you? He definitely has. In yeah. fact, Tom. It's time. It's time. Well, this week, there's a rustle at the bottom of the garden because running ahead of Stingray's every drop-off, Tom, is Wayne Ray. Dressed in a ghillie suit, (laughs) making sure there's no officers from the Federation Against Copyright Theft (laughs) lurking, ready to pounce and seize upon the Stingray as he brings us his collection, his finest collection, of battered old VHS movies that you never thought you didn't need to see and all the latest games releases. Tom, he tears down the drive this week, safe in the knowledge that Wayne Ray has been there. Forward Ops made sure that the place is clear. Now, Tom, as the springs squeak, he climbs out and pops the boot. Tom, remember the rules. 40-degree angle... No eye contact, no skin on skin. Approach it 40 degrees while looking at 60 degrees. Touch him with a stick. I say you deal with an angry ray. But we don't need to do that today because within a 200-yard radius of the ray is his child, Wayne Ray. So we see a very different ray, a relaxed ray. He beckons his forward while sullenly pulling on that dirty-looking Lambert that most of us would throw to the curb. (laughs) Listeners, it's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy bat copy of Bat... <laughs> it's going to be a classic, Tom, because I've fallen at the first hurdle. 
What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle for Endor this week? These are the new release highlights for the week, June 10th, June 16th, 2019. Listeners, these are either out digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast's in your feed, but could be region dependent. Tom, Stingray has either been raiding Todd Howard's bin <laughs> or he's genuinely got a copy of Fallout 76 Nuclear Winter Expansion here on PC, PS4, Xbox, coming out June 10th. New game mode, Nuclear Winter. Join your squad and complete in frenzied 52-player matches with this last team standing battle royale mode built specifically for Fallout 76. New to Fallout 76, you'll need to create a character, join Nuclear Winter matches, hit play on the main menu, blah, 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 blah. It's all coming, and it's starting now. <laughs> we mentioned it before. Tom, Last Remnant, remastered, Switch, June 10th. Would you like this one? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll Is this your this. mummy mummy? Uh, I think it might be. So, what have you got? Uh, Last Remnant remastered on the Switch comes out June 10th. Um, it was last released in 2008. The Last Remnant captured the hearts and minds of gamers with its enthralling story, countless characters, intricate battle system. Uh, and now this cult classic RPG is back with a remastered version is coming to Nintendo Switch with even more beautiful graphics enhanced via an updated game engine. Um, the, the world exists woven together by four races, Mitra, Yama, Quisti and Sovereignai. You have done me up here, haven't you? Uh, in this world, mysterious objects called remnants have existed since ancient times. Who created these objects? When and for what reason? No one knew nor had the means to know, but continued to extract and use their colossal power. However, the remnants' immense power gradually caused the world to fall out of balance as further separation tore apart those who rule and those who follow. A war broke out in the beginning of a long and endless strife. A thousand years later, the story begins. So it has a distinct battle system um, and also uh, moral of friendly forces greatly affect the outcome of the battle and uh, morale expresses the spirit of individuals. Tom, pass me the paddles because you need an adrenaline spike <laughs> and you also need clear. My pick out the boot, put La Resident down, my goodness gracious me. <laughs> I wanted a game. I didn't want to feel like I was pulling my duvet over myself while Mumsy took me in with my bedtime chocolate. Now, I'm going to pick out this. Slipstream, a 1989 science fiction film directed by Steven Lisenberg, starring Mark Hamill and Bill Paxton. That's my mummy mummy this week. But as soon as I'm not allowed that, because it's for the bigger boys, I'm going to pick Battleworld's Kronos on the Switch, June 11th. Now, Tom... If I knew you, and I think I do, and you like real-time strategy games, once again, there's been a real-time strategy game in Stingray's boot. And I've not spotted it. And you're not even interested. Battle Worlds Kronos is a turn-based strategy game deeply rooted in the hexagonal tradition of the genre. The planet is once again torn by war. For the succession of a new emperor, its destiny is in your hands. Tom, while I've got the wheel of the show, I'm keeping it. Collection of Mana, Switch, June 11th. The long-awaited Trials of Mana is now available outside of Japan. Play all three games in the original Mana series. Quintessential JRPG series Collection of Mana is now on Switch. Fall in love with the Mana series all over again, including the first ever release of the action-packed third game in the trilogy, Trials of Mana. Hmm. Tom, you weren't interested in it, but I love a rhythm game. 
Cadence of Hyrule Switch, June 13th. In the latest rhythmic action adventure from Brace Yourself Games, you can enjoy the gameplay of Crypt of the Neo Dancer in the setting. Did I say that right? It's not the Neo Dancer, it's the Necro Dancer. <laughs> He's the Dead Dancer. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda series. As Link, or even as Princess Zelda, you'll explore the randomly generated overworld of dungeons on a quest to save Hyrule. Every beat of each remixed. The Legend of Zelda tune is a chance to move, attack, defend, and more. So stay one step ahead of each enemy and boss, or face the music. From modern-looking lineage to the Hyrulean soldiers of old. Do you know what? A Zelda. Tom. A rhythm-based Zelda uh, with uh, Keep the Beat. With It's got 25 remixed classic Zelda tunes, which is probably the one reason I'd buy that game. I wonder where you could get the soundtrack, and then it'll save me buying it. Hmm. Or just listen to them online. Could well, do. why don't you... I'll tell you what. If we just finish off this podcast really well and we look to Mummy and we say we've done the best that we can, maybe <laughs> when she tucks us in tonight and pulls that duvet up around our necks, tells us what big boys we've been, she can pull down your limited edition ocarina and simply blaze out a few tunes well, I was thinking quietly just whisked us off to sleep okay Tom I'll take the next one we've got Forza Horizon 4 it's a downloadable pack Lego Speed Champion this is one to hide from the now, bigger boys yeah we didn't touch on this in the Microsoft E3 uh, reliable as ever with the Xbox exclusives Tom <laughs> Battletoads you don't yeah. need to know we passed over this and we made a corporate it was actually one decision. of the funniest things and made me like lol we left uh, that out because it's in here it's out uh, now organised um, yeah it, it made me laugh <laughs> with the the sort of Lego movie music as the the race car driver drives past and does that sort of head turn and the, the weird grin the Lego man does. Yeah, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit more open. I, I'm not. I. I need to. Did see you not that. want this in Forza? Do you not think it belongs there? I. I saw it. I don't. I don't even know. I. I just. Just didn't feel it necessary. But you know, whatever it needs. If so, they've got your audience on that console, it's a killer move. Yeah, I think. It, I think it'll do all right. So, so featuring hang on, everything. Tom, stop. Because it can't be that easy, can it? We can't be this close to the end of the show and think we're getting out of it scot-free. What's your mummy mummy? Uh, this one. <laughs> Forza 4 Lego Speed Champions. Uh, featuring everything Forza 4 players already enjoy. Uh, shared world experience with dynamic seasons in stunning native 4K and HDR. Forza Horizon 4 Lego Speed Champions sees players embark on a completely new experience. And explore a Lego theme world in the all-new valley filled with Lego brick structures. Find out how fast you can go around the Falcon Speedway and how far you can jump in the fun-filled, super-mega-awesome Adventure Stump Park. Experience how the seasons change a Lego city. Uh, airports, UFO crash sites, pirate coves and more. Well, they've got a, a good selection of stuff in there. Discover Lego brick challenges. Embark on a new Lego brick challenge campaign. That reward free explo- exploration and build a master builder's house as your collection grows. Wait. I've never known a season change and be ushered in by an airport, a UFO, a crash site, a pirate cove or more. <laughs> Who says I don't listen to this stuff? <laughs> yeah, I do. You can type this stuff, but, you know. You sure can't read it, George. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, 
I think that's all the new releases. No, this week. Tom, it's not. My mummy, mummy. <laughs> Don't even try. This is my mummy, mummy. It's called World End Syndrome. It's on PS4 and Switch. Comes out June 14th. World End Syndrome is a romantic adventure visual novel game, just like the like, just like the kind I like. Created from a collaboration between Arc System Works and Toybox. Uh, Tom, it's near the end of this show, so I'm going to give you full agreeance. Take a sip of milk. Take a sip of milk. Pull the onesie up to your neck. Pull the duvet around yourself. And let sleep waft you off. World End Syndrome follows the story of a 17-year-old <laughs> high school junior trying to escape his troubled past. After causing an accident resulting in his older sister's death, he receives an invitation to transfer to Mihati High School. He takes it gradually, hoping to start a new life and forget his past. But Mihati Town is not the case of Harry. Well, I think that might be the joke. I don't know. It's lost <laughs> on me. Uh, it's not the coastal paradise it appears to be. It is home to the legend of Yomibito, where the dead come back to life every hundred years. Once resurrected, Yomibito attack the living to regain their sanity. But their dead's thirst is never quenched. This year happens to be a hundred years since the last known incident. As the protagonist navigates his new life with a colourful cast of new friends, a student at Mihati... <laughs> I hope I'm doing that right. Mahati High suddenly dies. The murderer sends shockwaves through the idyllic town as he finds himself caught in a string of strange incidents, romance and unforgettable summer experiences. Features, multiple endings based on your choices and actions throughout the game. Explore the town of Mahati while solving the mystery of Yomabito. Character designs by Yuki Kato, known as their work as an artist designer for Blaz Blue. Well, Tom's asleep, guys, so I won't be asking him what he's hoping to play this week. But what I'm always oh, awake. I'm here. He I'm here. did the I'm fake back in the room thing. Well done, Tom. I mean, it's been drawn out, hasn't it? I mean, it's like it's been like pulling teeth. There was a lot to get through. This there was week, a lot to get there? through. Hopefully, the listeners had the patience. Hopefully, they feel excited by an over two-hour-long show of their favourite hosts. Or their third to fourth favourite hosts, I would settle for sixth. After Noel Edmonds, maybe. I didn't know he had a podcast. He does. Well, he does. And Tom, let's put them out of their misery. What are you hoping to play? Um, I can't say the names of the games anymore, so... I'm all out of luck. You know what he's playing, listeners? Down in yeah. one. Red Dead Redemption. Overwatch. God of War. Overwatch. God of War. The standard. Oh dear, boring. I'm hoping to do a little bit more Days Gone. I'm going to have some time on it this week, which I'm very excited about. A little bit more Shakedown Hawaii. Uh, and that's and then I'll probably just randomly You're picking up anything new over the next couple of weeks? Mm, based on Stingray? No. 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 Uh, I'm going to... Start preparing the next wave of games on PS2 to probably wave through and probably pull out some 360 ones as well or PS3 titles to mm. start building up the show post E3 because obviously we know that the, the news, the green screen is going to have the cable pulled out the back of it <laughs> and that will be the end of that. And, and Tom, <laughs> much like that's the end of that, the show, much like you and I, its eyes are droopy. It's reaching for the milk, the warm milk that Mumsy's brought in. And I'm afraid, listeners, that's all we've got time for. As always, thank you for your time, and we look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming, and remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Tom. See ya. 